I did want to uh, start by asking you a question that I was thinking about earlier. Okay. I was thinking about this yesterday. <clears throat> um, what was the last show that you went to before <sighs> everything shut down? The, the last concert you saw? Radical Face. Radical Face. Yeah. Was that in 2020? Yeah, it was early February, I think. Okay. Oh, so like yeah. right before everything. Yeah. No, I because I, I went there and I loved it. Uh-huh. And it was at this venue downtown, at this smaller venue. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, a couple hundred people tops. What was the venue? Um, Name it. I do not know. It was in Mexican town. Are you even, are you, I cannot remember. <laughs> is, that what, is that what it says on the ticket? Radical face no, in like Mexican the, town? The suburb of Detroit. <laughs> um, I cannot think of the name. But. Something about that doesn't sound right compared to Chinatown. I know, and right? The Korea town, oh, completely Mexican agree. town. It just doesn't sound. Something um, about that sounds off. I'm gonna look it up and see. Okay, El Club. El Club. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but El Club. I like. I was looking at their venue uh-huh. and like how to get there beforehand. Uh huh. And then found a couple of like good shows that were for like. It's one of those venues where tickets are like 25 bucks. Right, 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 right. And so then I loved the show. I was mm-hmm. like, man, I, I should get to more concerts. And yeah. then saw all these like, oh, these could be cool. And yeah. for 25 bucks, yeah, I'll go. Exactly. And started really looking into shows and being like, oh, these are what people are all coming to Detroit. I should go to a lot of these. And then and it then, just, yeah. That's what I love about Detroit is that they have all those small venue shows. Yeah. And like a lot of the bands that I used to go see would, would have those shows like Hop Along, Big Thief and stuff like that where they'd be $15, $20 shows. Yeah. And they'd be at small clubs in Detroit, and it was all you know in in Holland. It's a two and a half hour yeah. drive, and it's like, is it really worth? Yeah, you're always like either while well, you get in a hotel yeah. or you're driving for five hours. Exactly, and that's what I normally two. would do. Like, yeah. you know, I'd go to Chicago at least once or twice a year for concerts, and I never had a problem. I like driving, so like I like going there for stuff. But then one time, um, and it's actually weirdly the one show I didn't go see. Big Thief played literally right downtown Holland at the theater that I Dang. played. I don't know you. Yeah, yeah, there, they played there. Wow, and it was like that would have been it was like fifteen dollars, and for for some reason I didn't go. I think it was because I was seeing a lot of shows at the time. Yeah, but I'm like, man, how nice would it be to drive five minutes to a show and then drive five minutes home as compared to compared to two and a half three hours? Yeah, um, so that's I so I envy you for the Detroit part is too. What was the last concert you saw? Uh, it was Wilco. I I saw Wilco and at um Twenty Monroe. Oh yeah, and I saw them. So I technically the last show was me, Caleb, and I had that last show at right. at um at the theater in Holland. But last show I went to was Wilco, and it was amazing. And it came up on my memories on on Instagram the other day. Okay, um, which is why I was like, oh man, it just you know I've I've had that all year. I I'm a huge concert goer. I know you are too, mm-hmm. and it's and I'm sure it's the same for every artist in the world right now. It's weird not having gone to a concert in over a year. Like, obviously, with the Twins, I knew I would slow down, but not to zero. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other aspect of that, too, is how have you liked the online shows that they're doing? I now? have. Because I have um, gone just pretty much one I've paid for, which was the being out Christmas. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. And thanks for paying for that. It felt cool. But other than that, I just haven't well, that was been a bit, like, you know, so it, I'm I've always seen, like, it sounds cool, but. Whatever. I've seen the Fratellis do one. Mountain Goats did one. Um, and oh, I feel like there was another one that I did a live stream show on, I, you know, bright eyes had a few mini ones, but not like a full show. Um, the, both of the ones that I watched were not live. I think BNL, I think that okay. was quote unquote previously recorded too. Yeah. Um, they had to have been, they, the, they, they switched outfits, outfits like yeah. seconds. Right. Right. You're like, all right, this, li- this live on, sticker is not quite uh, I don't think it was so. a live stream, <laughs> but yeah. So the, yeah. the, the mountain goats one, obviously I'm a huge mountain goats fan. It was like, it was exactly what I needed. 
because it, it was the four that it was the four guys they still mm-hmm. had the banter um the fratelli's one was cool but they they'd finish a song and it would fade out the video and then it'd fade into the next song whereas the mountain goats they'd finish the song they would talk and joke That's and then cool. whatever and then go to the next song and you know john has a bunch of little sections in there where he talks about uh, missing the fans and missing the audience and how much it means to them and stuff and so that one in particular was really um powerful okay. you know and and yeah so so i've liked them they'll never be the same obviously but yeah i think i wasn't like jumping at it because i was i wasn't thinking it would be that much different to just sure. listening to an album right or a playlist right. because it it just wouldn't feel the same without yeah. the crowd or no, the it's atmosphere. Not. Right, right, for sure. But I enjoyed it more than I thought I would with the being out Christmas one. It was and fun. that was, well, and that was for yeah, because it was the, it but, was the holiday season. Yeah. But it was it part of it is just seeing those people again. Yeah, because um, and we'll talk about this as we get into this album. Right. Um, I oh, think yeah, we should do the transition now. Let's yeah. just transition. <laughs> Welcome to Very Naked Ladies Are Us. Um, this hey is JD. I'm Nick. And, and thank you for joining us. Normally we do a cold open and then the song yeah. and then I just kind of transitioned into it. Um, but a, uh, we're talking Silverball today, which I'm beyond psyched for, by the way. Yeah. I'm super excited to talk about Silverball, more than I thought I would be. That's good stuff. Um, but, um, but anyway, so the, the, the Christmas show, yeah, it was, um, for me, it's just, a th- I get really, at, I say this again very uh, humbly as an artist. Mm-hmm. It the the whole it's really important to me to support artists. It was always the same with me with film. I have a degree in film and like lived in LA for a few years and I'm very anti streaming except for soccer. Like I don't like pirating movies. I don't like that yep. because I'm like that's the industry that I worked in. Like I want those people to get paid. Sure. Even yeah, like sure you're talking about the big Hollywood blah blah blah, but that also enables the people who are PAs for the first time and you know, no. s- you know, script assistants. And that's so, fair. I I've never looked at it from that angle. I've always looked at it from a hey fuck big corporations. Well, and that's the other part of it. <laughs> that's the, that the is also that a very are, important yeah. part of it. Um, and so with music in particular, like, you know, I'm a collector. I love getting, whenever my favorite bands come out with something, I'm getting the deluxe vinyl, the right. super vinyl, the one, you know, you'll, first 700. I was looking at um, Adrian Linker from Big Thief. She had a solo album come out this this past year. Okay. And I was, we were playing it earlier, and I forgot that it came with, a, like, a hand-signed print. You know, the first 500 has got her signature and the date and corner. Yeah. It says, with love. And I'm like, oh, that's just, I love that shit. I'm um, getting one for Fleet Foxes. Oh, one of the short. <laughs> <laughs> and so I love... So it's important to me to support artists like that, you know, yeah. and, and I think Jeanette and I feel differently sometimes about that stuff just because it's money. And, yeah. and, but I'm like, that's how I, that's how I like to spend my money is like, you know, if, if, if sure I could, I guess my point is sure I could listen to it on Spotify, but that's not supporting that artist. That's yeah. not giving the mountain goats money or giving, you know, um, big thief. I don't know why I'm talking about big thief like crazy today. Um, yeah. or Wilco like I, I want to support them, especially this year when this is what you know like john made a point like this is how we're paying our crew that would be on tour with us we're doing these live streams and right and i i get that like with with shore with fleet foxes when that came out there was i had an issue with the download code Mm because i pre-ordered the vinyl Mm -hmm. and i I, like i got an email code for the download and it sure it's like corrupted or whatever so i sent an email to their like tech support yeah i had like no response for like a week Uh i posted on reddit and a ton of other people had the issue oh really and someone was like man i just like i just bought it on Bandcamp because it's higher quality yeah yeah. supports the artist and whatever and i was like 
Fair enough, and I, I did the same thing. <laughs> I have done that multiple times where I'll buy the vinyl. I, I one pet peeve that I do have in you know in this millennial that we millennial we live in is I hate when I buy a vinyl that doesn't come with a download code. Oh, because so I, I love vinyl. I will always buy you know the record player's right there. We were playing some yeah. Jeff Tweedy when you walked in. Um, both ironically, both of his solo albums that I have didn't come with download codes. I'm like fucking like why they came out? They both came yeah. out in the same year, and I was like by the second time I'll get it down. Nothing. Um, well, so yeah, just the principle that. of it pisses you off because you're like, yeah. well, now what am I supposed to do? Like, I can't edit to my, I can't listen to it on car. my phone yeah, or exactly. the car. Exactly. I'm not going to go buy another <laughs> CD or MP3. But I have done that before again yeah. where I'm like, I'll buy the vinyl. I'll be like, well, I really want this. I'm like, I'll just buy the Bandcamp or I'll buy yeah. the iTunes version. So I've, um, no, I've had the one, I've had the problem with the opposite of bit where mm-hmm. I've had a CD for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just got my record player last year. Oh, and now you want vinyl. vinyl. Yeah. And it came with that little slip of paper. Yes. Yes. But none of my friends like Fleet Foxes <laughs> or anyone that Do you still my, have it? No, I, oh, okay, I, post, I ended up posting it to Reddit. Oh, that's, I've done like that. Yeah, that's nice. Because, yeah, yeah every, Dude, everyone I know is like, ah, not really. Or this, my brother was like, I like them, but I don't really care to have music. <laughs> <laughs> don't care to have music. He's like, I'm just going to do on Spotify. This is actually will will bring us back around to Silverball. Um, when this album came out, I lived in LA still. Yeah. And uh, I pre-ordered it from the store for, and you, it came with signed posters this time. And so I, it was you know like a nine nine by twelve. Yeah, poster, I, remember, I had that. Yep. So I bought it Freaking and it came in the mail because I it, put it on the wall. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah, and like one of those like taking it down when I moved. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a poster a couple. I'm of still a little salty, that. but that's okay. I I had that. I had a Coldplay poster that I got my first Coldplay show in 2008, mm-hmm. and it ripped and quite a bit. Like the corners oh. were pretty bad. Do you remember? The I one? got a tangent yeah. after this. Um, we're on two different. T- we got yeah. <laughs> well, I got so, a third one that's pretty good. So <laughs> so, so I I just it was like I, eventually we had to recycle it. You know, we had to get rid of it. But it was it was such like an internal reckoning to do that because I was like I've had this thing for mm-hmm. nine years. It was the first thing you know. But so anyway, so the silver ball story quick. Yes, I pre-ordered it and I lived in LA and I got it in the mail. Opened the package and there were two. There were two CDs and two signed posters. And I was like, well, shoot, this is great cool. i could pick which one i want i always do that with like john green books like i'll pre-order it yep because he signs like all the first edition and then i'll go to the local bookstore and look through all the front covers and look for one of the cooler signatures but um so i, I was like Smart. i'll just sell it on ebay like so yeah. i went on ebay and i listed it and it ended up going it wasn't too expensive it only ended up going for maybe because i i wanted to make money off of it but i didn't want to like gouge anybody i wanted right. someone to get it so i think i spent i think it went for like 15 dollars and then like five dollars shipping and it was it it, it was it normal. had gotten bid up to that point. Like you know, I started okay. at one, yeah. went up to fifteen. Shipping was five dollars, and um, so the person bought it, and then he messaged me like later that day. He's like, "Hey man, is there any way I can pay two dollars instead of five dollars for shipping?" I'm just like, I'm I'm like, well, the shipping said five dollars, and he's like, "Well, I'm just kind of broke and a college student. And I was hoping to like maybe knock a bit off." And I was like, "You, that was what it was listed for." Like, what the heck, you know, so, but I was like, well, I, I mean, I don't know how much it's actually going to ship to cost. So when I go to ship it, I'll pay for the postage and then I'll let you know how much it is and I'll just make you pay the direct postage. He's like, okay, cool. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, hopefully it's, it's, it's cheap or whatever. So I go and it was like $3 or whatever. So I, I'm like, and I don't yeah. know why I was able to switch the cost. I thought it was like locked in when I listed it, but it wasn't. So, so anyway, it was like three something, yeah, you know, so it's been a while. 
since I sold some. So I um so you know three something or whatever. So he paid like the reduced shipping and I sent it yeah. to him. And then it was like I got an email later that week. I was like, do you want to leave a review on this buyer? So I left him. Uh, you know, and I think on eBay at the time it was only positive, neutral, or negative. And I think yeah. I left him a negative. And I was just like, yeah, he tried to you know uh, try to change the price that he was paying after he had already you know agreed to pay for it and so I, and it wasn't like mean or nasty but yeah. it was like it was bs so then he emailed me and he was like what the heck man why'd you leave a negative review and i'm like what don't you understand about this yeah. like you agreed to pay this amount and then said no i don't want to do that yeah. and i and gave it to you right yeah and i was and he's like well you left a negative review. i'm like because it was a negative ex- like i'm not gonna yeah. go he made me pay, you know i got less money than i was hoping to yeah. five stars he gave me a seps story and i bought into it yeah real but and, like, and that was the thing yeah. I don't even because I was also a broke kid at the time. I was twenty yeah. something living in Los Angeles. When, in, you know, like of course I needed money too. But I was like, sure, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'll knock off two dollars and like sixty cents. By the way, yeah. like it wasn't like we're talking about lots of money. Uh, but I was just like, I remember him yeah. being so like, like confused as to why I would leave him a negative review. And I was like, it's not that hard <laughs> to understand, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, what's your what's your oh tangent? yeah so. Posters that come in albums. Mm-hmm. I used to have like a ton of them up from all. And oh, yeah. Then they oh, yeah. like a couple of them ripped. So I stopped putting as many up. And Fleet Foxes, I had one of theirs up in, yeah. my, in my current place. Uh-huh. And I came back. I think it was last year I came back and I was didn't notice anything. I was talking to my fo- on the phone with my brother. Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to pace around the room uh-huh. as I'm on the phone. Uh-huh. And as I'm talking to him, I noticed that like it's all browned on the top. <laughs> Like discolored, like water damage, uh-huh. and I was like, "What the hell happened?" And it's it's right below the grate to my AC unit. Oh no! So like some like leakage or something, but it was all like brown and disgusting, uh. and just that like I remember that conversation being so funny where we were talking about something, and I was just like, "Wait, what the hell is this?" <laughs> and, like this is disgusting. <laughs> brown stuff is leaking on my walls, and it's ruined this poster. <laughs> and it, it ended up being like the best case scenario because that was one of the Fleet Foxes albums that I had bought on vinyl after I oh, bought so you it got, Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And both of them had come with the same poster, so I have a backup copy. <laughs> I'll take that one down but, and put this one up. No, 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 no. I'm not going to let it do the same thing to the dude. Well, you put it in a different... So I've got, you know, when, so when we lived out in LA, um, at the end, of, before we got, we were engaged for like two years when we lived out there. And yeah. the, for the last few months of the engagement, Jenna ended up moving into my apartment because like her roommate had moved out and mine oh, had been kicked that. out. Yeah. And so it was kind of like... You know, it's not going to make sense for us to both find roommates for three or four months. So when she moved in is when I started being told that just taping posters to the wall is not like the classiest Mm -hmm. way to do something. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Looking around at all of these band posters up on the wall. You know, like we saw Weezer at at the (laughs) camp. It's not tape. It's putty. (laughs) No, it was tape. No, no, no. no. It was push pins because tape ruined them. So I put little holes. So. Now I've got um, the holes also ruin them. <laughs> I know, but like less less visibly. Yeah. Like you can put the pins yeah. in the same. So now uh, up in my office upstairs, I've got I think three music posters, but they're all framed. Mm-hmm. So it, it was the, the compromise was like well, you can still put music posters, up, but they have to look good. So I've got an REM one from the '80s, like a vintage REM poster. I've got my Wilco poster from when they played in Grand Rapids. And that's the thing too. Post like with posters, most shows that's kind of been their new thing. When you go to a show, is like a limited run poster, like a hundred yeah. only, you know. And I love getting those, but it's always like I'm gonna run out of wall space soon. So I've had to do. But the the Wilco one was cool enough where I was like, this is the one I want. And then I've got um. 
uh, a Bright Eyes one where they did the, their most recent album. They, they did a music video that was all like hand drawn art, and then oh, cool. they sold all of the different art prints, every single one. That's pretty cool. And so you ordered one, you didn't know which frame you were gonna get. So, um, okay, last tangent because it reminded me of your brother. So unsurprisingly, I'm gonna talk about the Mountain Goats again. Um, John Darnielle has also written a couple novels, and when we lived out in L.A., he had just released his first novel, right in the beginning of it of our living out there. And we, he was doing a reading at a bookstore and you could go, you, you know, you buy a copy of the book, you listen to him do a couple of readings and you get it signed. Cool. And he's talked before about how I've he... I've always wanted to try going to one of those. The, you know, I've, I've gone to maybe two now and they're, they're pretty fun. I, I can't, maybe it was only the one. I thought I'd been to another one. Um, there's a lot of cool like LA things out there. I mean, I know that book readings aren't an LA wow. thing, but like one thing that happens out there a lot is script readings where mm-hmm. like a bunch of A-list actors or B-list actors will just like, they'll do, like we went and saw... Um, uh, uh, Martin Starr from Freaks and Geeks and Silicon Valley. He had written mm-hmm. like a like a, a script, and they were as like a stage Gilfoyle. play. So they they yeah Gilfoyle yeah. So we went out, and that's one of Jeanette's favorite. She, Freaks and Geeks was her life kind of growing up, and so okay. we were like, um, they were he, they were doing a stage reading of his play. Kind of mean. <laughs> she was a freak and a geek. No, she, no. So we went to um, it was that like hey, ten or fifteen dollars. <laughs> there's you can go see this the reading of the script and we're like that sounds great let's go so we went and like in the audience was steven merchant who co-wrote and and created the office amazing um who else was there jason not no it wasn't schwartzman who was there um zach woods was there from also from the office and Mm -hmm. and uh, silicon valley and a couple other people those are just in the audience and the show was like uh martin Starr was in it was there and Oh shit! I'm gonna forget everybody else, but this, they had a special guest that was one of the, the one of the people, and the special guest was Seth Rogen, and it, and we're like second row in this weird little room. But the, anyway, so they do these like script readings like this all the time, where it's just all these actors reading a script. But you're like, for ten bucks, I'm gonna go see these people read it. So anyway, <laughs> John Darnell, this is a Bare Naked Ladies podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and we told you that wouldn't go long, so oops. we keep saying last tangent. And last then we and another another tangent on the story. Tangent, yeah. <laughs> well, this is that, that tangent was condensed into this tangent. Yeah. So anyway. So, so Mountain Goats. <laughs> so we go to the, we go to the reading, right? Okay. And and he was talking on Twitter recently about how, you know, uh, when you go to shows, or no, it was on his New Year's Eve live stream. He was like, there are so many people that you remember. He's like, the people that you're used to being front row aren't front row anymore. And and I've seen them enough and talked to John enough where I like to think that he recognizes, he's not going to go, JD, what's mm-hmm. up, man? But I think, you know, he recognizes me because we've talked so many times. So anyway, so we go to the show. So I, you know, my name's Josh. I go by JD and he's John Darneal. He goes by JD kind of colloquially too. So we're in line and we go up and he's getting the book signed and he goes, you know, Oh, Hey, you know, how's it going? You know, who should I make it out to? I said, uh, he goes, so what's your name? I said, JD. And he kind of goes, Oh yeah. And then he writes in the book to the other JD, John Darneal. And I'm just like, that's the most cost. Like I was so excited about it. And it was like my prized possession. Like, do you know how cool the thing that you just did was? <laughs> you know what you just did to me? Like, I'm never getting over that. So I come home for Christmas one later that year. And my brother, mm-hmm. uh, previous guest on the pod, friend of the pod, um, he's hey, like, can I borrow the book? And I was like, sure, but don't lose the book. Like, do not, like, this means so much. He's like, I won't, I won't, don't worry, whatever. I'm like, Caleb, don't. And he goes, okay, okay. So I go back out to LA. I come home, late, you know, a few months later. And I was like, do you have my copy of the book? And he goes, oh, yeah, here you go. And he gives me the book. And I open it up, and the page that has the thing is not there. Oh, There's no, no signature. And I go, this isn't my book. And he goes, what do you mean? I was like, don't play stupid with me. He goes, okay, I gave it to Max, and he lost it, and I don't know where it is. And I'm like, you oh. know, he, he, the, the book got lost. And that, like, 
sucked hardcore yeah. but the thing that made me laugh the most was that he thought he could buy a new copy of the book online and, you wouldn't and i wouldn't realize the missing page it was like oh yeah i thought this was signed i must have been crazy but i, I loved his like <laughs> his like thinking of well i gotta get the book back it's but. such a sick copy like oh he won't notice he won't notice <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Yeah, so I just I loved that he was like he tried to replace it, but the part that was the most valuable was gonna be missing, and he's yeah. like he's not gonna notice like so nah. uh, so good time. What so yeah, chances? I still I still I still miss that book, but still a good book. Anyway, welcome to Bare Naked Ladies, Ladies are are us. Us. Part Two. It, <laughs> um, we're talking Silver Ball today. The um, yeah. what number studio album is it? Do you have that off the top of your oh, head? Oh, that's a good eleventh. It's the eleventh studio album. Eleventh full length original material. So. <laughs> There's a lot of qualifiers in there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think like Rock Spectacle is probably not being Rock Spectacle. There. Yeah. Holidays is probably yeah, not yeah. There. <sighs> so it's our. Ooh, now I don't know that either. How, what our episode? I think it's our twelfth or thirteenth episode. I know yeah. it's not eleventh. I know. I remember Correct. looking at ten when the eleventh came out. I don't but. remember if the last one was eleven or twelve. How was so. uh? How was your Christmas and New Year's? Let's make it brief because we just talked a lot for a while. <laughs> good it Christmas, good, New man. Year's. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that's. I good. think like you said, we talked previously, but like you said, it. I had my grandma stay with us, which was not like very last minute. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was kind of nervous because of COVID. Yeah, it was. It just kind of happened last minute, and yeah. it was really nice because it just like it felt so normal. Yeah, and that yeah, even for just a second was yeah. really nice to just have some normalcy. Yeah, we we had basically the same. My sister and her husband had flown in from from New York, and they were like, "She's like, I got two tests before we left. John got one. We wore N ninety fives the entire flight, and we sanitized every twenty minutes. Like they took it as seriously as they could. And it's tough because you know." You don't want to lull yourself into the whole COVID, vac- uh, not vaccine, the COVID um, fatigue thing. Yeah, but it w- you have to be very careful. But at the same time, it did feel good to be to have yeah. normalcy for it. And the problem right. is that that normalcy is where you can let your guard down and get sick. And yeah, I got exactly. tested last week, and everything was kosher. I had yeah. what you remember last time you came over. You're like, I had a trickle in my throat, mm-hmm. and I just felt like it. You know, probably wasn't. That's exactly what happened to me. I was like, I just had a trickle. I'm sure it's fine. But, but it really I'd rather... makes you nervous right before the holidays when you're about yes. to see people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in mine, I, I was having the symptoms. My throat was over the Christmas, like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So it's mm-hmm. like that that wouldn't have been me getting it because it wouldn't have shown up that early. Right. Um, but that, but and so I knew and I hadn't seen anybody in that previous week. Well, besides you. And so I was like, and, all, all that to say. What are you trying to say there, buddy? <laughs> you gave me fake COVID. Um, oh, OK. No, but I'm I, cool it, with that. It was, it was good to have some normalcy. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited the vaccine's rolling out. I've got two friends in the medical field who have already gotten it and are super excited and stuff. And so yeah, I've seen, I think, two people on Facebook I've seen who have yeah. gotten it. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? To just like, kind of see it. Hey, good for you, man. You know, it was so weird not to actually have a whole long tangent, but I was talking to my dad. We were watching the movie The Big Sick the other night, mm-hmm. and they were talking about when That's Kumail lived movie. in... It was so good. We had, we had already seen it, and yeah. that could be a whole... We, we know... I say we know. We had met Kumail and Emily multiple times out in L.A., and so like at this comedy club we used to go to, and we, we'd high-five them, and Kumail made fun of me on stage once because Jeanette pointed me out, and it was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it was it, we, 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 it is, but that's 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 a not this for another time. That's just us shooting the shooting the breeze. This that, yeah. I don't want people to be like, okay, listen, this is the first episode someone tuned in on. They're like, you know what, grinning streaks where I'm finally going to come in, and 20 minutes in, they're like talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Well, first oh, off, shit. you should go back an episode because if that's the album <laughs> you're excited about, that's the other you're in the wrong place, buddy. <laughs> so um, uh, anyway, so they're talking about the polio vaccine and how Kumail's character 
for and real life he grew up in Pakistan mm-hmm. and was a kid when he got the polio vaccine and they had like a scar from it. Yep. And I was talking to my dad about that and he's like, Yeah, I've got one too. And he's like, I vividly remember them lining us up in the in the gymnasium and you'd go one by one up to the nurse and they'd do the little thing, like like they'd put the the not the iodine, the you know, the cleaning thing. To sterilize on it. Yep. yep. And then they'd go kachunk. And there's like it was like a three pronged scar that everyone who has it had. And I was just like, it's crazy. And not to, I don't want to get into the politics of it, even though we both agree. And, you know, we're, you know, people probably can guess right. from this point. Science science. Um, <laughs> there you go. I'll just tell you. <laughs> so they, um, I just, I was telling my dad, I was like, it just seems so wild to me that, you know, and this is what have been the early 70s, mid 70s when he got I it. Know. That it was, I, I literally said, he was, he's like, it's just what you did. Like, I was like, I, it shocks me that they were giving it to you at school. Like if that happened now, people would be going crazy over that. Yeah. And he was like, "No, it's just what you did." Like, like science has devolved with time somehow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> now we're more nervous. I yeah. saw a tweet the other day. It was like, you know, scientists in the '90s. Holy crap! We cloned a sheep. We're doing this. Everything's going great. Scientists in 2020. For the last time, the Earth is not round, <laughs> or the Earth is not flat. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was just—it was so yeah. weird that it was. Comp- it was just—he's he's like literally. Yeah. People said they have a vaccine, and then you took the vaccine, and like that's just not the way it is now. And like the whole concept of them giving it making you get it in school is just crazy to me yeah um again i'm for that but it's just when you look at that versus I'm now for that too it feels like that would cause such an uproar that's my which, point it's just yeah. weird that it wouldn't now or maybe right. and my dad said too you know back then you didn't have voices amplified like you do now you know right. you don't have people talking every about it and single person having their their, their stupid yeah. like un- <laughs> unscientific, unscientific or unthought out or unfounded yeah, maybe, uneducated but, yeah opinion yeah. We're smart, obviously. Traveling we're talking about other people. uneducated yeah. people. We're really smart. Oh, yeah. We we're know what smartest. we're talking about. Let me make that very yeah. clear. It's the other people who are uneducated. No. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's the people who just claim to know everything. When, yeah. Yeah. With, with we don't know having... everything. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, yeah. that's, I it mean, more than okay. I, it's very okay to not know something, mm-hmm. or it's also okay to fail or to make a mistake. And, that like, you know what I don't it... agree with. <laughs> it was perfection from day one. Yeah. Nick's never made a mistake. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> well, anyway, we're talking Silverball Silver today. 2015. Um, the 11th album from BNL. Yes, our 13th episode. Our 13th find. episode. Thank you for checking. Um, and, and yeah, this is a really interesting album. I Going back and listening to it this week, I and I feel like I've had this with most of their albums, and this mm-hmm. is a good thing. I like it more than I thought I did or than I remembered I liking know, it. same here. And I think that when you look at the post-Steve era, and I'm actually really excited to revisit Fake Nudes because I had a lot of yeah. sort of negative feelings towards that album as a whole. And then as I've listened to it a little bit over the past year, I've gone, oh, that's actually really good. And now I feel like I'm going to really like it when I listen to it. Um, but I listen to this yeah. album and it's just fun. In my memory, this was a, a decent size step below mm-hmm. Grinning Streak. Mm-hmm. And listening to it now this week, I was like, Why? I, I like, totally I agree. I, I, feel, I don't feel like there's much of a difference. And Ed even said, like, in one of his interviews, I think going back to the same Vice thing. Yeah, yeah. Go back to, he was just like, yeah, we tried to continue the same good vibe that we yeah. had in Grinning Street. And I think, I, I actually think as an album, I, I'm thinking of two, a couple particular moments. I think this as an album works a lot better. Like, I yeah. think, you know, when you think about, we talked about daydreaming on, on Grinning Streak and how that just stuck out because it wasn't yeah. like anything else. I think this collection is sort of eclectic enough or varied enough that those songs work. Like, yeah. there's not a single song that feels out of character on the album to me. There's a song I don't like on the album, but yeah. I think they all fit the vibe and, like, what they're, what they're doing on it. There's one song to me that stands out as not. I think I know which one. 
I, I maybe I don't. Yeah, maybe I don't. We'll, we'll, figure we'll figure it out. But but I, I think. But agree. I, I, I on think, the whole. Yeah. I, I really and I know it's one of those silly things that we say, like the band being silly. I think this album just sounds fun. No. I think they they liked what they were doing. Yeah. And I think that comes across really really well. So I yeah I revisiting it I I would now before we go through it I'd say I enjoy this album more than Grinning Streak, which I exactly like you never thought I would have said that but listening back to it now I'm just like dang I kind of think I do yeah the other thing I realized listening back this week is Ed is not over Steve <laughs> like, there's a couple <laughs> songs where I'm just going like I was one in particular I was listening to and I was just like oh my gosh this is a hundred percent about Steve and I ne- it never crossed my mind um I'm not sure I know which one you're talking about. Well, so yeah, we'll, I, we'll look I'm at excited it. Excited to get into it. So I will say when yeah, I was, I do, I do think you like you've said a couple times mm-hmm. in different contexts that like you you can tell sometimes, or in your opinion, you can tell sometimes that it's a job for them. Yeah, but I yeah, I don't sure. necessarily disagree with that. But I think on stuff like this, you can hear through the album and through like even like the commentary tracks. Yeah, they have, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell they're just still having a blast making yeah. music. Yeah, well, and that's and, that's and awesome. it's not necessarily bad that it's their job. No, I mean, no, but, no, but I think there are some downsides to it. There's one thing that I will say about this album is that I think on the whole, there are some great exceptions. On the whole, I think the lyricism is kind of weak. I think there are a lot of clever wordplay, as there always is with with mm-hmm. Ed's writing. But I think the topics and the general, and we'll talk, you know, not to spoil it, we'll talk about Silverball when we get to that track. Yeah. I like that track, and I like the music of it, and I I like the whole metaphor of the song. Yeah. But it just feels very. I'm gonna take, or I'm gonna write a, a song about love, but it's gonna be about pinball, and I'm just gonna make a bunch of pinball metaphors. Like it doesn't yeah. feel as clever as some other songs do. So I, and that's not the only song that suffers from that. I do feel that some of the lyrics on this album are a little bit weak. Um, but I, but the the flip of that is that it just sounds like they're having so much fun. Yeah, and I really like that. Um, one thing I wanted to share with you, um, you never had your so on Reddit, you've only ever had the one username, right? Give yeah. or take. I so I you was not looking about to up, out me. Are you? No, I'm not. I'm not going to. But <laughs> Even I, though I've commented, like you can so, find well, me pretty easily. So here's easily. what happened. Here's what happened. I, yeah, because we're posting our episode yeah. all day. So I was looking up. There's one song in particular I wanted to hear other people's opinion on. So I searched for it on the BNL subreddit. Yeah. I didn't find any specific post about it, but I found someone's review from five years ago when the album came out. Yeah. And the, it's it's Gashner G A S H N O R. Um, it's a great review. It's called a brief review of Silverball. He goes through it track by track, but okay. it sounds like you. So get back up. Ooh. And this is not an insult. This is a great. This is this is the. Get, no, I'm excited. Get, get back up. Great opening song. Great lyrics. Great sound mix. All around fantastic song. Okay. Going down to say what you want. Great harmonies. Great lyrics. Feels like a very modern pop song in the best regard. Going down to um, uh, Globetrot. Can, a can very late. Just- what? My, damn it. I'm going to spoil a bit, but my first comment from Get Back Up is great opening energy. <laughs> <laughs> so not just, to uh, reinforce so, anything here, but. <laughs> so it goes to, okay. it gets to Globetrot, very light song, still a very light song, but still a great song. Not the best on the album, but still a great song. Nice melody, nice lyrics, nice vocals, nice harmonies, nothing to complain about. And then it gets to the very last track and he goes, the only song in this album I just can't get into yet. Considering the first 12 songs were back to back phenomenal for me, I can't complain. And it just sounds like you we're like i'll insult a song or i'll like break it down you're gonna go i still kind of like it but <laughs> but 
I, f- I was going through the comments on that post and you show up as a comment on that post from five years ago. What? You said, actually, no, don't look at it and don't read it. I want to go through all of this and then we'll read your comment at the end to see if it, see if it matches. I want to see if you still I'm feel the same way. I don't remember that at all. It was like, it was like when you run into your friend at the grocery store. Cause I was like reading this post and I was like, Hey, that's Nick. No way. Five years ago. So I just, I love the post because like. Every track besides the last one, they were going, I really like the song. This is great. And some were way longer. Like, they had more thoughts yeah. on a lot of them. But it just felt like you were like, yeah, every song was fantastic. It's a great album. I love it. So I want to see if that matches matches your thoughts on it. But I, do, do you well. want to <laughs> um, Do you want to get – should we jump into it? Anything to talk about beforehand? Any? Yeah, I don't think so. You know, I, I the one thing I'll say is with – I think with Gritting Streak, this one, and, and, and Fake Nudes – there hasn't been a lot of this is where it starts to like the thing about it feeling like a job for them where they record it they record an album they release an album they tour for it they record it like yep. there's not much um there's not much to do about any of it. it's just like hey there's a new bare naked ladies album out yeah. and we're all like that's amazing let's do it um and there's not a and i think their whole their whole like motto right now seems to just be write songs we enjoy singing and performing and writing mm-hmm. and so it always feels you know we've talked about this before where there's never there's very rarely a theme for an album I feel like that is especially true on these last three. And it's not a bad thing because no. their goal is write songs we like, and then they do that. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, there's not a through theme for all this stuff besides Steve's gone. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, so um, yeah. anything do you want to jump in or is there anything that you want to preface stuff with or? No, I don't think so. All right. I don't. We'll have, yeah, 13 tracks, two yeah. bonus. And As always, I feel like they could have shortened it by a couple songs, and I think it would have been okay. But shocker, <laughs> but um, but no, I, I think it's a good thirteen. I yeah. think it's a solid thirteen. So, um, all right, well, let's get into it then with yeah. the the first song. Get back up. Not everything is sink or swim. You can't fly if the air is too thin. Best part of the ride is the free fall. Better keep your arms and legs in the vehicle. Standing eight and I'm on the ropes. He's giving, but I won't. It's good. I love it. I love it. I really, I think it's a, a obviously great opener. Great yep, energy. Mimic a five-year-old Reddit post. Great opening energy. <laughs> I wrote, they do that really well, I think. Yeah. A yeah. lot of Limits songs. was the same way. It was yeah. it was a really good opener to the album. And I feel I like. I get them confused a lot because I feel like they're similar. Very similar yeah, energy. For Let's sure. Come out swinging. Get the, get the energy up. And well, like what's it. weird is I think Limits feels different on Grinning Street because there's, it doesn't. There's not a yeah. lot of songs that feel like that on there, whereas this feels really like this goes into the next track so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this one. I love. Um, uh, I'm. I, I just. It, it's got a lot of the fun, witty lyrics. Um, I know you can't win them all, but I'm swinging like Pit, getting hits in Moneyball, yep. making a great Moneyball reference. And then, of course, one of my favorite is. Not the second coming of Muhammad Ali, but can I get a whoop, whoop. for the box? It's just so like <laughs> yeah. for the boxing. It's, it's so um uh, it's like so breaking Ed. the fourth wall. Yeah, it's yeah. just so Ed. Yeah, yeah, breaking the fourth wall, and and so I I, I very uh plain subject matter. Get back up. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's what you see is on the tent. You get what you get. You no. know, but it's good. I oh, I, I read a it. lot of reviews of this album, and a mm-hmm. lot of them talked about they really liked just how it just the opening lyrics are. I'm a little bit worse for wear got a little yeah. bit more gray hair yeah it's just like a perfect synonym of where they are as a band as yeah a band. yeah when they've always been so self-reflective and self-effacing yeah. like that and just like yeah self-aware and i think that's one of what, what draws me to them and I, but i agree I I, it's a great opening thing um and i like i'm i'm not gonna be the next big thing but i'm getting fitted for a new brass ring mm-hmm. the whole like i know like feeling 
aware of your place in the scheme of music yeah feeling comfortable in your little niche your little area so and it's just musically it's just so much fun i love that just the opening and then just kind of gets into the little guitar lick you know um yeah i really really enjoy this song (laughs) it's a really good one and then it ends and it goes right into um been here before or here before right here before i'm so sorry when I fall back into this shit storm, my me, what went wrong? Why would I get it all over me? Maybe I'll squeeze back into this soup. I made way too Again, it's, it's fantastic. It's a yeah. great one to punch. Um, this it is. It really is. And the, these first two <clears> really <throat> sound a lot like me or men to me. They have that. This one in particular has got that more rock edge than just the electronic edge. It's got the pianos in the background. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Mirror Man. It sounds like a little bit like All in Good Time. But I feel like you know we talked about when All in Good Time we were talking about how it'd be cool if they did an electronic or sorry a a you know a rock sort of album again. Yeah. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about. If they had an album of this, it'd be amazing. Um, general thoughts before getting into specifics. I got really excited about this song this morning. Uh huh. Because so this. This morning, I was going through my notes, listening to a couple things, and I found that uh, that commentary album they have on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening to that. And I listened to that, and I got really excited because the only note I, or one of the only notes here I had was, I really like the bridge towards the end of the song. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Which you just played from, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. I think yeah. so. And, like, the line it ends, I think, where, because you can feel bad these days for free. Yeah. And he does yeah, all yeah, the, yeah. like, little high things. Mm-hmm. Well, in the commentary... Uh, I got really excited because I was listening to it. Ed just goes, this is one of my favorite bridges on the whole album. And I was just like, Ed, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. <laughs> Dude, Ed, me too, Ed, me too. Yeah, I know. It's it's a great bridge. And I think the um, the verses, um, mm-hmm. both mu- – I, I, I love what's going on at the same time. So you've got the guitar, like the – like he slides up and is going down. Yeah. And the melody is doing something different than that. And it takes – as someone who can't do that, it takes a lot of work to play something different than what your voice is doing to have, you know, two different things going on at the same oh, yeah, time. I can't imagine. And the lyrics are so like, they're that fast, quick witted, you know, just the, the speed, they're not the rappy stuff, but they're no. quick lyrics. And I just, I really, really love it. Um, try putting on a brave face while everything is giving way. Um, uh, I, and, and I, and I do love the swearing in this song. Like, you know, I, I don't love swearing for the sake of swearing, but I do love, Try to look at my reflection. See, it's getting bigger yeah, fast. Don't do that By the time all. it looks life size, I'll be soaking wet, wondering up how I ended up on my ass. Like I just, I love, you know, it's just, yeah. it's very B and L. And I think um, this is a great. They, oh, this is a very B and L lyric too. I thought I'm thought I'm moving on the wrong side, but maybe it's the wrong bed. Like it's just like that kind of stuff. It's it's very B and L and like taking normal idioms or metaphors and just flipping them a little bit. You know? Yeah. Um, no, I have a line, uh, a later song, mm-hmm. I think Silverball, where I oh, yeah. noted that same idea. Where I, I love, I it, love it, yeah. where they just take yeah. like the little little phrase and then flip it just a little bit. Yeah, yep, yep. And yeah, that bridge is great. Why did I fall back into this shit storm? What went wrong? Maybe I'll, be- I'll squeeze yeah. back into the suit I paid way too much for because you can feel bad these days for free. Yeah. And then I love Good the stuff. and the piano at the end is very reminiscent of Limits, actually, as well. The little oh, yeah. kind of piano thing that Kev does. Yeah. I love it, man. I mean, I, genuinely a fantastic one-two punch opener. Um, I would say their best one-two punch opener post-Steve um, as a whole. Oh. I think actually fake nudes could be pretty um, 
Oh, Fake Nudes has got a really strong It's got front. a strong opener. Yeah, the, as a whole, the album fronts. Oh, but I think it just, I think that these two play so well together. Like, I think if you yeah. saw it live, and I know I don't think they actually did this specifically, they could play that, you know, get um, get back up into Here Before, and it would be awesome. So, yeah. I really fun songs. Yeah, so anyway. let's move into Matter of Time. I forfeit Jamie for the moment. Swore this wasn't gonna go bend more fits. Guess it was a matter of time. We're at war with anything and anyone that you're with. I really gotta hand it to you for this. Guess it was this album, it just makes me happy. Like, it just sounds like, like you said, it sounds like they're having fun, they're enjoying what they're doing, and the songs are mostly all uplifting, yeah. or just joyous, and yeah, I love it, I love it. So Yeah, this song about- threw me a bit, because I was looking, and the, the singles from this album are Say What You Want, mm-hmm. then Silver Ball, then Duct Tape Heart, mm-hmm. and I have a, a single version of Matter of Time. Yeah, I think they released so it as trying just to like, out- a, like a grat track. Like, I don't think it was a single, but I think it was like, here's another song from our new album. Yes, it was. So it was a digital release. Yeah. Pre-release giveaway for ticket buyers to the Last Summer of Earth tour. We did that? Yeah. There we so there that's, go. that's where yeah, it comes that's from. That's early. I was like, wait a second. If this one wasn't a single, then where the hell did this <laughs> album come from? <laughs> so thoughts? I like it. Yeah. I... I, I love the end with the, the, the trumpets. Yeah. I think it's really cool to hear trumpets again in a BNL song. It's very rare. And I think mm-hmm. I just love that it's, um, especially the end, it's like the same note. It's just punchy. Like, dun, 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 dun. You know, like it's yeah. it's just punchy. I feel like the thing that throws me sometimes with it is that some of the key stuff in the be- throughout the beginning sounds a little, I hate to say childish, but like the... Yeah. Like it just sounds kind of like quirky and not... and then. I think quirky good. Way. I don't I feel know. Like, yeah, I wrote like it's. I really like it, but it's not exceptional. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I, you know, even though I think a lot of the lyrics aren't great on this album, and yeah. none, none of this song so far included, I think a lot of the melodies of at least a part of the song are great. Yeah, like the verses here are are fine to me. The time heals time. It's fine. Yeah. I think the choruses are fantastic. I I think it's a great melody. The harmonies in the background play blend really well um but i think i think there's a couple other songs or at least one other one that i'm thinking of where there's a song with a great verse but the chorus isn't that powerful or there's a song with i have that note for one do you really i would agree with it um uh, and this is the opposite right the verses are fine to me but the chorus is fantastic so um and i i think the lyrics here are great too i I do like the lyrics here so i really liked one the the commentary for this one too ty goes it's a kind of a it's kind of a festival of Kevin Hearn sounds. <laughs> <laughs> they give they give Kevin a bass track and they're yeah. like, "You've got three hours. We'll see you in a bit. Do with it what you want." And it's that. interesting, you know. Um, uh, it, I think sometimes with, with songs like this, um, and Mountain Goats actually struggle with this lately. The past couple albums where the orchestration has gotten very immense, but live. Mm-hmm. That be or Mungo specifically, they don't really use backing tracks. It's always going to be the four of them, and there's something really special about that. Yeah. Um. But there's also something lacking from that, and so I think BNL sometimes do that, where Kev has too many things going on that he can't do live on stage. Right. And so when when you see a song live, sometimes it's, it's just inherently a slightly stripped back version. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, and sometimes we, that's cool, and sometimes you're right. It just exactly. feels a little off. And, and it's it's that thing of where you know when I go through this album again. I go, man, I'd love to hear this song live. I'd love to hear this one live. Like over and over, I have those thoughts. But they're not playing, 
this song. They're not playing no. Say What You Want. They're not playing these, these. you know, from this song, it's generally Piece of Cake. Or I'm not, sorry, a Duct Tape Heart. Correct. Maybe Piece yeah. of Cake added. But besides that, there's nothing. Yeah. And you've got 13, at least really? nine really good yeah. tracks here. A lot of these would be really fun live. So, and, and, and that's kind of the bummer is that, you know, yeah. part of me Which thinks. Which is something we haven't talked at all about. But. Right. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> talked about how sometimes their live shows are a little bit samesy, but maybe, maybe, <laughs> we don't want to get into that now, but. Yeah. Um, their set list could use a bit of a punch up. <laughs> and we, and we volunteered for it. Yeah. If the boys we'd are be, listening. Listen, we'd be more than happy to just give it a quick once over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a couple, before couple you go on stage, we'll give us a red pen in your set list, and we'll just do some crosses, some switch, <laughs> some switch arounds. Oh man! I, oh shit! Did I just tear these pants? No. Ooh. Oh, they got caught on something. That'd be a comp. Very tough to do while what sitting they, down. What did they catch on? That's weird. Oh, there's some Velcro. Oh, that's okay. Everything's good. It would be weird, and they're sweatpants, so it's not like they're too tight. Um. Anyway, so that was that was um. What was that song called? Matter of time. <laughs> that was so, matter of time. So then let's go into the start of another really good one-two punch, which is duct tape heart. This is very poppy. This is like yeah. the most direct, like, this is what I've talked about before where it's like, it sounds like they're like 40 something year olds making pop music. But like, again, I like it. I, I like know. it a lot. Like it, it works for me. Lyrically, pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know, I th- again, it's, it's sort of the silver ball thing or the piece of cake thing where it's like, let's take one giant metaphor yep. and then just put a lot of those idioms or phrases on, turn them on their, on its head and yep. make it about a duct tape heart, you know? Yeah, and I think it's a kind of a cool metaphor. I like that, yeah, like the I wallet agree. line gets a laugh. Yeah, that's yeah. always like the first thing that, right? Like imagery wise, I always think of that, and so it's funny that that gets a nod. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. You know, it's the really pre-chorus. Good. I could use another role, another role. I could use another role right now. It's like okay, yeah. And a pre-chorus isn't going to be the most lyrically advanced thing in the world, um, no. but but it does it does work. Um, and you know, no one else is going to say polyethylene gold pressure sensitive tape like that's that's a pretty bnl thing to, to get in there um but it's a oh, great yeah. sing-along song it's a great live song um i do really like it it's it's very it's a, it's yeah i think it's a live song you know it yeah. does well live what? i think there's another really good uh genius genius corner take mm-hmm. for the beginning like it was in pieces to this adhesive stick it together now, now it beats, beats again, again. The, the, the it's pretty much just restating the line and then going i guess he has a dot 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 duct tape heart <laughs> <laughs> the self-awareness is what makes it good guys these comments are great oh there's oh this not to when, when i was so um in the mountain goats live album because they yeah. released it they did the live stream and then people loved it so much they released it as a live album okay and it was their first live album it's just these jordan lake sessions but they play a song and the bassist peter who's been in the band for like 17 years um they play a song called um the pigs that ran straight away into the water and their great triumph which is a very easy song to put on the back of an album okay. um but they play that song and Peter goes on genius. He's like, I just wanted to read one of the genius things about this song. <laughs> and it was just like, I'm like, we do that all. And the point was, what was funny is that it says like, you know, Chino, Chino is a town that lead singer John Darnielle grew up near when, you know, in Southern California. And Peter's like, I was also in the band when this song came out and I lived in Chino and there's no mention of me here. 
<laughs> and everyone was laughing. That's and John's amazing. like, yeah, John's like, Peter, the person that the song was written for to have fun with, did not get mentioned in the genius <laughs> lyrics. And he's like, he's like, you have to, you have to do it yourself because I can't, I can't edit it myself. And John's like, you mustn't. But it was, it was just really funny that, to hear him whip out the genius lyrics. And be like, hey, that's what we do. On our show. We do that. <laughs> and be like, and just like some of the, some of the, most of the time on Genius, it is in my experience just restating the line. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like. Sometimes there's some pretty I good I could use another role, another insights. role. It'd be like, the insight would be, he's needing some more tape. Like, yeah. that would be the insight. <laughs> His heart is hurting, and he needs some repairing. <laughs> the whole uh, song is a metaphor for tape being able to put things back together, <laughs> i.e. his heart. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's move so, on to the next one. Yeah, say what you want. Did you lose your medication, or did you just want to be with me again? I set you free, and I love me. Every bit of it's reminding me then Reminding me there is no we Good cut there <laughs> There is no Just we- before <laughs> So Thoughts? So, yeah. so good it, Dude, this I is love what I'm it. talking about I'm sitting here If you would have t- Prior to this week If you would have said What are your thoughts on Silver Ball I would have said It's fine I like some of the songs on it. Mm-hmm. We're six in, and they're all great in their own way. We're the weakest in, link, just... we're five in. The weakest one so far is Matter of, of Time, time but agreed. not by much. No. And and no, I love this. It sounds very 90s alternative to me. Oh, yeah. And I love it's that. Great. I love yeah. just the, you know, one thing I, that I've thought about a lot is you don't hear, and maybe this is a stupid thing to say, so, you know, if you hear this and roll your eyes, I'm sorry. There, You don't seem to see a lot of people play electric guitar as the lead and just play chords you know like normally it's like an acoustic is lead or both you know like you think of a vampire weekend song which is maybe not a great example it's all yeah it's all licks and stuff like that or like da 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 like you know this life it's da 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 like it's not um they're not playing g and then a d and then a c and an electric guitar and so I just feel like when you have like just open chords like this on electric, like the way this song starts out, that yeah. like it's just cool to hear open chords with some distortion on it. And it just sounds really good. I really, really like it. I really like it too. Lyrically, pretty great. Yep. Vocally. Amazing. Amazing. I love the vocals on this song. And kills it. Yeah, and you can tell this is, <clears throat> this is one of those songs that sounds like he's, he feels like he's got something to prove. Because yeah. I think it, if you think about it, it kind of matches. Yeah, you up hear well a lot with... of people in the last post Steve saying mm-hmm. Ed's voice is struggling lately. Yeah, and you, yeah, you see where they're coming from. Sometimes, yeah, especially live, but... you can hear that sometimes. But then you listen to stuff like this, and you're like, exactly. no, not really. Yeah. Um, I think this goes along with uh, here before, where it just seems like they're very self-aware of their position in the world, and yeah. I think they oftentimes get, and we've talked about this before too. Um, they get thrown to the side as a novelty act. Right. And they're like, I really don't think that's fair. Again, we're fans, so we're yeah. biased. But like, and I think. But that's, even like, like you said in the previous episode, that's what Steve said he's struggling right. with the most. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so much more than that. And mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's what he's saying here to a degree is like, yeah, say what you want. We know what we're good at and we like doing what we're going to do. and We're going to keep doing it. So I can't hear, you know, it's, it's put, again, it's a pretty straightforward message, you know, yeah. blocking out the haters. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was too busy blocking out the haters. Um, yeah, to uh, me, this is the best one-two punch on the album. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I dig it. I, I agree. Get back up and here before is are just great together. But so I wonder. This is also brilliant. Oh, I totally agree. I I I, yeah. I I I still think maybe the first two are 
are I like those more as a yeah. one-two punch, but I think these two work perfectly. Yeah. Like there's no, there's nothing lesser about no. them. Atai really fought for this to be the opener. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, was that in the commentary? Yeah. Oh, that would be kind of cool though. I could see I this would be a good opener. Ed did not. <laughs> He was like, we fought each other tooth and nail on that one. But. <laughs> I, this is an interesting, um, in the bridge, I think is when it is. He says, I've been running through the timelines, picturing the headlines, but from memory, you mm. weren't even in the room then. Is it safe to just assume then you won't make an ass of me? I wonder if that's, I, and I'm not saying this facetiously, is that a Steve thing? Is that more of a, a, a Ooh, visual that, thing that's more general? Yeah. Like these just talking about people in, people in general. I, I'm, I'm interested about that. See, this is what's happened. There's, when we get to another song later, um, I actually, when the new Mountain Goats album came out, there were so many songs because John the wasn't who? really, the, <laughs> they weren't doing a lot of press for it because it was, it came out in October when there was a, you know, a, a pandemic going on. So, you know, a couple of the, the singles that were released, he would talk about on Twitter or in interviews, mm-hmm. but most of the songs, there's not much information out there. And like, I wanted to know more like there's one song in particular i was like what is this about i love it i don't know what it's about i can't get a read on the lyrics so i started on the subreddit doing a song by song discussion for the album and i was like guys if you guys will participate i'll do the work yeah and so i and i feel like that with with some of these verses and some of these lyrics on this album i've gone what is this like what do they mean by this i don't know i want other people's opinions i want other people's thoughts on this um turn your computer off I put it on mute. I literally changed to do not disturb. I don't know. How uh, well, it's disturbing me, it. and I'm, I have to start over now. Okay, Welcome so to Bear Naked Ladies. <laughs> no, no. My, my point is, it's just like this is a podcast on the Mountain Goats, right? I listen to the Mountain Goats. Yes, we've taken over from from Jeff and John. Um, I, I, yeah. I just there there are lines and lyrics in this album that I want other people's opinions on because I yeah. just what is this about, you know? And and this is one of those one that that stands as one of those where I just go, I want to know what that means, what they're, what he's mm-hmm. talking about there. Is it just a visual representation of a thing or is it about someone specific? Like, what is yeah. that? You know, could anyway. be both. Could be, yeah. I, oh, it's not. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one or the other. No. Um, it's a good song. It's great. So let's, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go on to the best song on the album. Passcode. longest clip in the world for that song it is the same length as every other song like it all right so you go ahead you know i've been i've been wondering because i know exactly what you're gonna say for for months now (laughs) i have been wondering what i was gonna say when we got to this song yep and we've been foreshadowing this since the first episode (laughs) i and you know what i will let me start with the positives okay very uplifting song. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, on, on on the subreddit made a reference to ELO, uh, Mr. Blue Sky, and Electric. yeah, they talked about that in the commentary. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, he said he initially he had more of like a, a Tony Bennett vibe. Oh, which I'm okay. not super familiar with. And then Ed played Mr. Blue Sky, and they pushed it in that more, more in that direction. Very interesting. Um, I think it's a bit of an insult to ELO. <laughs> I I. And again, I know that I always do this preface, and I'm going to do it very sincerely this time. I love this band. It is one of my, they're one of my favorite bands. I love Kevin. I love what he does. I love what he's about. I love. I will defend him to the day he dies, and probably till the day I die. Except for what's going to happen next. I cannot stand the passcode. I think it is arguably the worst bare naked lady song in their catalog. 
down there with a couple of them. Of course, there's a couple that we've discussed before that are down there too. Spider in my room. Pinch me's. (laughs) Your pinch me's. Your one weeks. Your old apartments. Mm -hmm. I I think this is right down at the bottom of the bucket, (laughs) and I do not like passcode. The reason being is I think it is such. And I, I've been trying to swear less on this podcast, and, and I hope that's been noticeable, Mom. Um, I think it is such a shitty premise and such a dated thing. You know the passcode to my heart. I can't, it's just so, it's such a bad metaphor to me. It's such, I, oh, I, I get it. Kevin, this is how Kevin writes. This is his writing style. It's very on the nose, and sometimes it works mm-hmm. beautifully, and Never has it worked worse. Actually, the song "Beautiful" was Ed. Oh, get the get uh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> this is just it is it is not a good song to me. I know that my wife Jeanette completely agrees. I I this is the, I will play the song just to upset her because it starts so you know the passcode to my heart and it just it, it puts her in a mood. Um, and and I, and I think the song gets better because I think the clip you played is one of the better parts of the song, especially when uh, ties little drum fills come in. I love. Yeah, those. I like the ending. I think the lyrics to me are just so poor that it it and I I know this is dramatic. It ruins the good things in the song. Because of how how much I don't like the premise of the song, the passcode to my heart is just like it's it's like a, a shitty version of version of let my love open the door, because like that's general enough you're like that's really cute, but it's like you know the passcode it's five eight four three now you're in my heart like it's just it's not I don't like it. It was actually one of those like pattern ones, <laughs> like the Android yeah. patterns. And it was a heart the whole time. What do you anyway? I don't like the song. I I I think it is one of the worst songs on their catalog. I love everything about the band. I just I and what annoys me is that they play this one live so so much from this album. I, I didn't mention that. I forgot that earlier. But what do you think about it? So I've got two things I'm going to talk about. <laughs> one, I really understand your critiques, and but I still I've, love the song. I've known, I love them, it. I've known them for a long time. I know. I think I a know. Lo- <laughs> like right after the album came out, and I feel like they really pushed me away from the song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But coming back to it. I kind of like it. But do you, like, do you like the the <laughs> I understand premise. what you're saying. I I get it. I I I get it, and I agree you to an extent with everything you say. Car. But I also really enjoy the song still. I'm glad, I'm I'm happy and for you. Yeah, there's really nothing else I could say. But I I get what you're saying. Yeah. But and we just I disagree. still enjoy. It's fine, it. and that's that's yeah. totally fine. That is your prerogative to I be like wrong the, about something. I like the ending of it. You so turn the I, key that makes me drive. I was just jokingly making a car metaphor, yeah. saying you have the car keys to my car, and he made that in the song. You know that, yeah, because you know the passcode to my heart. You know that you push the buttons to make it start beating. I just mm-hmm. and you know again, you look at the the pre-chorus beating like a carnival drum, like the midday sun. I think that's fantastic. As the days go by, all the problems the dissolve. But by. when you're around, they all dissolve. I, I like that. Dissolve, dissolve. I like that. But the premise of the the opening verses. Mm-hmm. are just so bad and so simple. Like Again, I don't yeah. have turn it off for a second. This is the kind of shit I wrote in eighth grade and I thought was super deep. And I'd show, I showed my ninth grade girlfriend a song I wrote in the cafeteria and she went, wow. And she was blown away. And if I looked at that stuff now, I'd go, oh my gosh, a fucking 15 year old wrote this. And it's obvious. That's how I feel about passcode. End of story. Okay, and you don't get to guess what my least favorite song on the album is. You're gonna have to go for second least favorite because it's too no. long. <laughs> no, I've had that slam dunk locked up for weeks now. 
that's a that's a point in my category. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, so no, the other thing I wanted to talk yeah, about sorry. is the commentary. Yes, please. I really thought that was interesting because they talked about how it's just like a very straightforward love song, mm-hmm. and they acknowledge a lot of the things that we talk about a lot. Uh-huh. And I just really like Ty's comment where he's like, "We don't have too many songs that are like straightforward love songs mm-hmm. that are fit." Because he was like, it's not it's not a happy song masquerading as a suicide anthem. <laughs> That's and true. I, I That's really fair. liked that. Like, it just feels like we've talked about that. All yeah, the time. that they're aware so of the things. Really yeah, that. that's true. That's fair. Yeah. And, and, and again, I I respect it because it is unabashedly joyful yeah. and, it, and it is a straightforward heart on your sleeve love song. And I do really, really respect and love that. It's a lot like Gonna Walk where it's just straightforward. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. Here it is. And I respect it for that. I just I dislike the premise of this one. Yeah. But I, I, I like what they tried to do. I just think they crashed. <laughs> um, oh man, if Jeanette were down here, she's upstairs with the twins right now. God bless her soul. If she were down here, I'd, I would give her the mic for a second. Um, no, it's okay. We don't need to bash it anymore. Do you want to move Let's on? Let's just move on to oh, hold, yeah. my hold my hand. We've got a lot more keeping us together than keeping us apart. Why don't you hold my hand? I talked it's enough good. on the last track. I you th- can take it. I think it's the most skippable bland so far for me. Yeah, I I actually agree. Yeah. I don't think it's as offensive. I do think it's a little bit. Um, it suffers a little bit from the same thing that I feel Passcode suffers from, which is the the premise is so basic. Why don't you hold my hand? Yeah. It just feels a little bit. This is where I start to go. The lyrics aren't great for me. Yeah, I, 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 think, I agree. Ed called this one groovy in the commentary, and I was like, "Groovy." I know. Yeah, I, I guess I can kind of see where I can kind of see, but, but I was surprised. I was that like, was the verb, or that was the adjective yeah. he used. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, 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 I like the idea of it. Again, I love the message of it. Is that like, yeah, you know, whether you're going through a rough patch or you know a rough period in general there's still like, you know, there's more keeping us together than pushing us apart. Like we're still yeah. going to make, like, I like, I like that, that message a lot. I just don't think lyrically it's overly interesting or, um, uh, as good as is even on this album. Like, I think there's so no, many songs agreed. that have beautiful lyrics and I think this just feels very samesy. And, um, I just think that op- again, the opening line of why don't you hold my hand? It just pushes me away enough that no, and it's the same thing as passcode. You don't like the premise and it, Immediate. It's the first thing. Yeah, it pushes it pushes you away from the song. Completely. It's just the yeah. first thing yeah. they open up with the yep. most. Yeah. Like. Yep. But I do. I, I will say I like the melody mm-hmm. of the chorus here. It's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. The, when you go down, when you go down, I, I like that. But I think again, like you said, the premise. I I don't love the premise of the of the lyrics, and I think I, that aside, I do think they're relatively uninteresting lyrics. But the premise again, I don't agree. I don't like it. Yeah. And so no, so far in this album, it. it's definitely the least interesting lyrics. Yes, yes, I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, it's not as for me, it's not as rough as Passcode, yeah. but it's the most uninteresting. I like everything on this album. But I know when you're comparing your Nick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but when you're comparing it to the opening five. Yeah. Oh right, exactly. You got nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's do it. Narrow streets. Yeah. 
yeah. love it. I easily love top it. two to three gym songs. I I totally maybe, I completely maybe agree. number one. What's I, the? Oh, I, there's there's one that sounds similar on fake news. It's like a quick. We took the night. We took the night. I love that one too. They they both feel very very similar to me. I love yeah. this this rock sort of feel. I love Kev's keys in the background, mm-hmm. the vocals. The one thing I'll always point back to is I remember, um, w- before the album came out, they were doing little video teasers and they're so on online, like oh, little yeah. behind the scenes things. And they got to the guitar solo and Ty had overdubbed it with his vocals going. played Jim hearing that for the first time and he just dies laughing and they left it in the track. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. To they me. talked about that in the commentary too, where <laughs> Jim was like, Ty has this beautiful gift and it's one of his best instruments is his mouth. And he comes up with this amazing guitar riff with his mouth and then Kevin just plays the guitar over top of it and we left it in the song. I love it. No, it it's, it's amazing. It's it's a very BNL sort of thing to do yeah. that to leave it to oh, leave for it in. sure. And it, but it's funny. Like it works yeah. well and it, it's it's funny like not in like a weird al ha ha sort of way. It's just it makes you smile when you hear it. It's one of those it's one of the really fun moments of the album. And yeah. outside of Ty's beautiful mouth making those sounds, it's a great guitar solo. Yeah. He does great on it. Kevin nails it. So no, I I this is one of those points where I've been um, reading that book over there, Jeff Tweedy, How to Write One Song. It's a book on songwriting, okay. <laughs> obviously, from the title. Yeah. And um, Surprising. He makes a really interesting point at, at one point about writing lyrics, and he's saying it's not about having the biggest and best words. It's not about trying to come up with really fancy words. It's about using language in interesting ways or, and or poetic mm. ways. And he talks about yeah. John Prine, who's a uh, country singer who passed away from COVID, one of the best songwriters just period r.i.p and all right rest in peace rest in power pour one out too <laughs> pour one out for, for john prine um but you talk about john prine he's like john does not use big fancy words he uses very simple very easy to understand language just does it beautifully and i think this is a song where jim does that too yeah. it's, it's painting pictures he's painting visual pictures of town and, and going around and the kid's freaking out because he scored but like yeah it's just it's it works so well, and I love that it's like really based on his actual yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah like he did the they did the selfie cam jam where mm-hmm. he's sitting in like this part of his neighborhood right. and it's like hey we're about to do narrow streets and this is where it <laughs> this came is the from. narrow street yeah yeah I, really I think cool. it's a great song it's yeah. a great great track he apparently wrote it after reading some arguments on some like neighborhood board <laughs> and just being like no let's just like not fight about this bullshit like, <laughs> so just wrote about the positive things in his name i just love that yeah yeah and again it's uplifting it's just yeah. it's, it's like it's appreciating and loving the area he lives so i love it love it agreed um so then toe to toe love's a gamble they say you can win the lottery but it depends on what you bet There's a body of water dividing you and me. I'm not afraid. I, I think I've talked about them before. It reminds me of Ordinary. It reminds me of For You. It reminds yeah. me of Sunshine off Fake Nudes. I love that they always have this sort of country-ish or slowed down um, acoustic song. And it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I love this one. Yeah, I agree. I, I 
absolutely loved the line that I included in there. There's mm-hmm. a body of water dividing you and me, mm-hmm. but I'm not afraid of getting wet. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yep. I think they're, yep. it's not the most exciting musically on the album, but I think yeah. it's some of the best lyrical. Yeah. Work. And, and I think that's, I, I totally agree. I think lyrically it's yeah. beautiful and, and it's got the, yeah. and it doesn't have to be exciting musically. You no, know? But, but I think like, I, I think what's interesting about this one is that like, I think if, if this was on fake nudes, it would feel like it fit really well. Cause I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of songs musically that are like this. Oh yeah. Um, but this sounds like a classic BNL song, but it's put in a very eclectic mix of songs, yeah. especially if you squish it between narrow, narrow streets, streets and, and piece of cake. cake. Yeah. Uh, I think it can get, uh, 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 skipped over purely because of the, the the size of those songs. Yeah. But I think it's really tender. It's very beautiful. Again, I think Ed vocally. Like I know I just said tender, but his vocals sound so tender and and not in a silly way, but like sensitive and vulnerable. I think that's the good word I was looking for. And I I just think it works really really well. I I think this is a again I would love as much as I would love a rock album from BNL. I'd also love an album of this stuff. Oh, Which I guess yeah. maybe you could say fake nudes kind of is, but um, I, I think uh, I just think it's beautiful. It's really just that chorus, you know. So we go toe to toe, never knowing what our cards were, even though blow by blow we cannot let down our guard. We should know that if we show just a small amount of kindness, then we won't go toe to toe anymore. It's just like so I know it's it's yeah. simple, but it's beautiful. Yeah, loves Again, a gamble. They say beautiful. you can win the lottery. Smack you. <laughs> I'm going to hit you across the table. <laughs> That's some of my best work. And the <laughs> <laughs> I love the, <laughs> the bridge, um, the end of the bridge. Um, well, just the whole thing. More than half a life away. It's got to mm-hmm. amount to something. We're still standing here today. It's not a hit and run thing. It's got to count for something. It's just, I, there's something about, yeah. yeah. It's one of the best songs. And the way they play. slow down, slow it down and elongate some of that. Yeah. It just works yes. so well. Yeah. I, I, I will say to me, that's the most underappreciated song on the album. I think it's myself included. Agreed. It's yeah. so easy to skip, it but I, I, I think, yeah. And I think a lot of that is, you're right. It's, it gets caught between the like stark tonal change between yeah. narrow streets and piece of cake. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move on then to piece of cake. Trying to get away from banging on the tabletop get over this intro man it's just so good yeah yeah i agree i agree i thought i love it i I, I, it's a um musically again it sounds because it's more electric guitar based it sounds some kind of like me and men it's got that like just the yeah the the tone of the guitars like the the little bit of distortion on there it sounds very me or many and i really like that um yeah i was surprised to learn that this was an electric violin hook at the beginning. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. It, is, yeah. it sounds like a flute or a keyboard, but it's yeah, like, I would yeah. have guessed keyboard. Yeah. Um, you know what the other most famous electric violin song is? Is um, Sunday Bloody Sunday. Oh, that's not yeah. quantifiable in any way. That's just how I feel. That's the most famous electric violin song. Though. That's a good one. Um, this is a Steve song. This is about Steve. This is 10 out of 10 about Steve. There's no way it's not. I mean, look at some of the verse. So you look at the first verse. Ready? Trying to get away from banging on the tabletop, screaming at the top of my lungs. Oof. Trying to get away from the fighting and the arguing. Yep. Did it in a day when another person would take it off the most of the month. We recorded an album right after he left. We went and we did it. We didn't swallow around. We did it. Um, then I had to pay. I was shaking from the aftershocks. Never thought I'd steady again. Now, this is the line that I have never been able to understand in five years. And I'm going to dissect it with you here. Okay. Now I'm going to Gray. Jay hey, Jonah's got a doppelganger playing in his own rock band. J. Jonah Jameson from Star Wars. 
That whole Spider-Man. wow, wow, Spider Man, yeah, Spider Man, right? Get me that picture of Spider Man, she. Hey, yeah. hey, where's Spider Man? That's J. Jonah Jameson, yeah. obviously. So I get that reference. I know who J. Jonah Jameson is. Doppelganger is a villain from the Marvel Universe. I know that much. I don't really know. I've never read the comics, so I don't know specifically how he plays into it. Okay. But I don't get it. So now I'm going gray, and then you talked about J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson is known for having that, that gray crop top hair. Yeah. Um, that, that, um, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Yes, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, this is like that relief. J.K. Simmons plays him. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the reference in context of this lyric. J. Jonah's got a doppelganger playing in his own rock band. J. Jonah Jameson's a really angry guy all the time, really short of patience and short yeah. fuse and all that stuff. Or at least plays it. They got a doppelganger playing in his own rock band. So is he... So. They're saying, okay, so maybe there's someone who's getting angry. Maybe it's either Ed or Steve is getting feisty. But then he says, J. Jonah's got a doppelganger playing in his own rock band. So that means the doppelganger might be Steve. Reference to the game. What game? Rock band. No, it's not a. (laughs) (laughs) He was Ed was mad that that um, Hanukkah blessings was the song that made rock band. (laughs) No, like. So Jay Jonah's got no, a doppelganger yeah, in I, his own rock band. So does that? So Jay Jonah and the I doppelganger know, are know. both in the rock band. So is Jay Jonah St- Ed and like I don't I understand all of the. You, you listen to Reply All, right? Yeah. It's a yes, yes, no for me. I understand all of the elements of What's the minute? lyric. <laughs> I, honestly, this is one that if. if I know I if we ever got to interview Ed, I would never want to be the guy that goes song by song with a bunch of questions. Yeah. This is one that I'd really want an answer for because again, I just I understand all of the elements. I just don't get how it fits into the theme of the song and what it means. Jay Jonah's got well, a doppelganger. Put a lot more of Dude, it no, seriously, than like, I have, this is literally I, since I day no one of this album. I've I've thought, what's that mean? I've never been able to understand it. So if you are listening and you know you think you know, please write in the comments on the on the yeah. subreddit or or email in. Email. I'm yeah. really. I'm not being funny. I I don't get how it plays into the song, what what the lyric means. But, um, and then you know the chorus. It was a piece of cake, but making cake's not easy. Sometimes the one you take can make a mess, as we'll see. I think again, he's saying you take they took you take Steve out of the band. Mm -hmm. It's not clean. It it's fine. It happened, but it's not as easy as you'd think. Um, and then and then you know again, never wanted out. I was leaning on the door when the whole thing fell to the ground. Um. Thought I, thought I was about to make it all away and tuck it where it's safe and sound. Hey, maybe they thought they were getting over it. Um, if you're having doubt, you never want to cut twice, never having measured at all. Again, great cake lyric. twist on a, I, I don't, on yeah, a, about a baking yep. a baking piece of advice. I totally agree. Had to leave it out because whether I wanted okay. to never really mattered in the, in the free fall. And then the bridge. This is the powerful part. Everybody knows, but no one knows what went wrong. So the story grows. You never let truth get in the way of a good song. So again, I write, I know <laughs> everyone knows it happened, but nobody besides them will ever know the truth yeah. of the situation. Um, and so theories are bandied about things are put out there, but you'll, you know, you'll never know for sure. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's gotta be about Steve to me. And it's so interesting how, wh- what it's I have pretty felt damning when you take it apart like that. Well, this is the thing though, right? Not like damning, but like, no, yeah, 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 but that's, that's my point is. Um, I know he just said, you know, everybody knows, but no one knows what went wrong. And I'm about to just jump right on that. You listen to You Run Away and you listen to this and it really paints a picture of Steve wanting to leave yeah. and and Ed specifically not wanting that to happen. That's the, yeah. I'm not saying that's the truth. That's the picture that seems to be painted. But then you listen to Steve and it sounds like he would be okay nowadays getting back together or joining the band or doing something with them again, you know, based off of interviews. So I'm, I'm curious where that leaves things. 
Um, what the tr- again, we'll al- we'll always wonder what the truth is. It's not our place to know or to to find out. Right. But you just just the way he talks about it really makes it sound like and the way it keeps getting brought up metaphorically in this stuff. Yes. You're always like, yes, Why? yeah, well, yeah. We can't quite get over it if it keeps well, coming back on every point. album. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It's hard for us to get over it if you're not, yeah. and your and your writing songs. I would stop wondering direct. if every album didn't ha- have a thing that makes me wonder. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a teenager going, "I'm so mad. What about? I don't want to talk about it. Don't ask me." It's like, well, then don't say that. Like, <laughs> it's about Steve. What? I can't say. <laughs> That's what it feels like, though. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Anyway, anyway, I I think it's a great song. It's beautiful. It's a great. It's a fun chorus. It's fun music. Yeah. Um. But it, it's all that lines always bother me because I never know what it's about. But anyway. Well, that bothers me too. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if you if you're listening to this and you're like, dude, it's about this. Yeah. Please tell us. But please. Um. Move on quick. Yeah. So globe time. Memory is not as before. Might have got your head caught slammed in the door. Either way, your memory is not as before. Guess that I could give the benefit of the doubt. If I didn't know just what you were about, don't have to be a genius. So is this the, this is the one I was thinking of when I really like the bridges or the mm-hmm. verses, mm-hmm. but not so much the chorus. Yeah, I, I, I think this falls into that too, where I think parts of it are really interesting yeah. and the parts aren't. And I think this song for me... It's not bad, and I like a lot of it, especially the bridge. I mean, it just kind of happens. It's yeah. just kind of there, you know. I think something about the chorus with the like, the globe trot, okay, but mm-hmm. then like the bad cop, like yeah. what? Yeah, I that did what ta- I had. That to takes do. me out of it a bit. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. I, for, to me, this is above "Hold My Hand," but I have similar feelings towards I agree. the song. Yeah, where it just kind of gets passed and over. It's, it's not a little skippable. Yeah, I think. I think. For me, I don't think the lyrics let the song down as much as the melodies and the music and the music do. It's yeah. just not, it's not bad. It's just not interesting. Yeah. Um, no. That's I, I think that's what, and, and one of the um, bonus tracks. I feel at first I was like, oh, this could have replaced Globetrot, but then I was like, I feel the same way about this song where it's not bad, but it's not as interesting as I thought it, as I feel like it is. You know, like this probably won't get played live much. No. And if it if it does, it'd be cool. Yeah. But like, it's not. It's just not an interesting song. There's nothing. It's just mid tempo. Just kind of, you know, the bridge is great. It builds a bit, but then it just kind of goes mm-hmm. right back down. So I don't know. It's not. Yeah. It's not my favorite. No. But it's not bad. Agree. I like the commentary in this one. This is the last one I'll comment on the commentary. No. But I really like Ed was talking about his writing process, and says that like the little the do 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 do. He was talking about how he often writes leaving spaces for those type of things. Oh, sure. For someone sure. else to fill out. And like okay. this, Kev did that. Uh, See, that kind of stuff's really interesting. I was yeah. like, oh, that's really cool to know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's a nice little insight there. I like hearing that. That's really cool. Um, Silver Ball then? Yeah. All right. There and back again. I destroyed the ring. Yes, it's my favorite song about pinball machine. <laughs> no, it's my second favorite. Pinball Wizard. By the Who. Yeah. Sure plays a mean pinball. Good song. I don't doubt it. I'm not <laughs> big into the Who. Oh, so fair that's enough. Why. Dude, we saw the Who when we lived out in LA. I, yeah. that's weird. I don't know why I'm talking about LA so much this episode. And we were literally, I've never had this before. Literally. Literally last row. 
yeah. against the wall. <laughs> we were we found our seats and it was all the way up. And then we just we could sit back against the wall. It was cool. Yeah. Um. But it was great. And um, Jeanette, what's the Who song where he goes, Yeah. The Who song that he goes, yeah. Uh, are you thinking of like Don't Get Fooled Again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he, yeah, the one that NCIS. <laughs> no, right? CSI. Yeah. CSI. Is it CSI? It's not NCIS. That, those are all the same show. Stated, those are all the same show. Just, that was not on mic, maybe, but <laughs> what? We're an NCIS family. I know you are. That's why I knew it growing up. <laughs> But um, That's but anyway, so they so Roger Daltrey can still hit the scream in um, "Won't oh, Get Fooled Again," sweet. and it was and or they overdubbed it, which could totally yeah. be the case too. But like, oh, hearing some of those songs, man, it was just amazing. Cool. It, w- one of the things that was really weird was hearing them play "My Generation" in their seventies. Because that's like one of their earliest songs in their twenties, <laughs> and there's something really in- like it yeah. adds a weird because the whole thing is about people it has try a weird flip. to put us d- d- down. Like, yeah, it's got a flip to it where like they were those people fifty years ago, and they're still yeah, like, those wait, people wait. now. But they no, are you're the, other the ones ju- putting us down. Yeah, stop putting us down, Roger. Yeah, Pete. Um. Anyway, so what was my point? Oh, Pinball Wizard is a good song. Um. Yes, yeah, so this is my second favorite song about pinball. Okay. Um, well, it's it- my first. So suck it. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. I but I, I like we said earlier. I feel like it's just it's me too. The, actually, it's, I feel like what he said was I'm going to write a song about pinball, but I'm going to write a love song yeah. using pinball as a metaphor. Wrote all wrote down all the pinball metaphors he could think of, and then just use those in terms of love. Well, that, like that's I what mean, it that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> I think so. Based on the I mean, ba- he wanted to write a song about pinball uh-huh. because he's like he's a pinball hugely freak. Into it. He's a bit of a freak about yeah. pinball for being honest. Um, and then he he just said he wanted to like write a love song about with like pinball metaphors. Well, then there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I th- and, uh, yeah. And so I think some of that works. Cool. Some mm-hmm. of it is a like I don't know. Sometimes that you're like, well, okay, that took me out of it a little. Well, bit. Well, it just but. kind of for me, it just kind of gets old. Where yeah. like like w- w- once you realize that's the gimmick, there's yeah. nothing else interesting happening. That's just that's the song is yeah. open another. I find myself on. like I'm like oh I'm along for the ride, and then the multi ball. I'm like yeah okay, well, right that's right. It feels a little okay. forced. It yeah. is really about pinball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind yeah. it. I don't think I, I. I think you know, it's just one of those tracks that is not bad, but yeah. just doesn't really do it for me. But I've seen some people love this song, and, I, and so yeah. that's why I'm like, Damn, cool. Sweet. It's a good song. It's not. It's not necessarily bad. It does it have some good lyrics. I really like. This is another one with the flip on the common phrases. Uh-huh. The if you've seen one, then they're all the same. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 But yeah, I I agree. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. All right. So tired of fighting with you. Tired of fighting with you. I'm tired of fighting with you. I'm so tired of fighting with you. I'm so tired of fighting with you. I'm so tired of fighting with you. Take it. Take uh, take what? Talk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I suppose I could do that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This is this is the one that I'm like, I, it doesn't feel like it fits to me. Sure, yeah. Because yeah. it is so, it feels Kevin. Like, For sure. Yep. Similar to Daydreaming yep. with that feel. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, what's the one, on the, the hidden track, Hidden Sun? Hidden Sun. Reminds yep. me a lot of Hidden Sun. I like that. And I think it works for Kevin's voice, but I, I don't know. It's more of a pass for me. I, I kind of like this one, um, especially compared to the other Kevin song on the album, obviously. Um, this is one I, I, I think I think it's very calming 
I think it's very moody. I like that. Um, I, I agree that it works with his voice really yeah. well. For whatever reason, though, um, I, I was looking at the lyrics and I was, you know, kind of thinking about it again. Um, tired of fighting with you, all these metaphors about, or all these lines about, I'm tired of fighting, obviously. Um, yep. Um, I don't uh, shun the air, but I know you don't care. You don't hear a word I say, never listened anyway. There's no amount I wouldn't pay to make you go away. Oof. Part of me think it's it's actually like an internal struggle. Like, I'm, I, I, part of me, the way I was reading it was it's more about, it might be about a person, go. but it might also be about him. Because at first I thought, when you hear the title and the chorus, I take it as, I'm tired of fighting with you. We should, like, why aren't we making the love we're in? Like, that sort of message. Like, why are we still fighting? There's so much that we know. But the more you read it, it's, it really is like, I don't like you. This is not good. And stuff like that. Yeah. And so I, part of me starts to think... Um, because then the last verse, leaning on the sink, too tired to even think, I know you're waiting there at the bottom of the stair. And I think of my little girl, the biggest love in the world. I know I'll think someone, I know what I'm fighting for, coming around the bend. Here's to the things that mend. Here's to friends and the helping hands they lend. Like, that makes me think it is an internal thing where he's like, he's, he's, um, and, and the other thing that it could be too is I know that his daughter has special needs. And so I don't know if maybe he's saying he's tired of fighting with her in that way like it's a struggle and it's you know it's it's always a battle i can't even begin to imagine what right. that struggle is but he loves her and he loves her deep down and maybe he's tired of the fighting in that yeah. relationship or it's know. more in an, an internal struggle maybe that's um, interesting though. but I, I love the the line i love that message that it ends on of course come around yeah. the bend here's to the things that mend here's to friends and the helping hands they lend last thing i'll say as much as i love all, everything else about it for whatever reason, the the lyric "Why don't you go jump in the lake?" pulls me out of it every time. It's something it just doesn't yeah. work for me. It just seems so abrupt. It's not, it, it sounds like one of those no, lines I of agree. like, "I got to rhyme make with something." <laughs> jump in lake, jump in the. I guess go jump in like it just yeah. that line in particular always pulls me out. But. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> not funny. Funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I I feel like you're not. I like this song. I feel like in terms of this album, I maybe like this, this less as well than as, yeah. Passcode. Which, huh. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that closes the regular album. Oh, the bonus track. And then yeah. we've got two more bonus tracks. Uh, they are Best Buy exclusives this time. And that's what? all we'll say Why? about it. Because, Why? Yeah. So all, we've, we've talked sense. about this a lot. So all we'll say is now we have Best Buy, Target, FYE. And I'm pretty iTunes. sure iTunes. Yep. And I'm pretty sure there was some Canadian. I don't remember where it was. <laughs> the next so, one's going to yeah. be like a fucking Starbucks Walmart. single, a Walmart single. Yeah. I'd love it to be to Menards. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be Tim Horton. It'd be like a dozen donut holes. You get an exclusive bare naked lady song. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, Let's hear we, we beat that horse to death a little Brought bit. To but you by Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> so first one is counting down. Fucking love that. The, oh yeah that line the, the yeah. key yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that little piano key solo it's a so good song good. this is the one that i was saying a, a, earlier where like i feel part of me feels like this could have replaced like globetrot or something mm -hmm. but then there are parts of it that i kind of go well i don't know if this is that yeah. much better because it is sort of a especially the beginning 
doesn't yep. really start that good for me, but it gets really good, especially in that section you were playing. Oh yeah, that's my favorite section. Yeah, um, yeah. I think this is this is another one where it's like a B side that I haven't listened to much because mm-hmm. I just got it recently. Well, yeah, because we, we, to we don't go to Best Buy for that much anymore, right? Um, but I I really enjoyed this song. It's again I, probably because I just found it, but yeah. I. I it's like refreshing. it enough where I feel like... It's that like, thing of, like, you thought you knew all of their stuff. Yeah. And then you go, oh, why would I never really listen exactly. to this? Yeah. 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 So you never know with those because you're like, oh, it's probably a little bit of recency bias. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I feel like I like this enough where it could have replaced a couple. I, Hold I My think, Hand, maybe Globetrot, yeah. something in there. The only thing that, that I would say is that the beginning of it also sounds uh, a lot like the beginning of um, Matter of Time. Yeah. That, so I, maybe it was a thing of like, well, they both sound too, so we have to pick one or something like that. Yeah. Um, I do want to – I know that you said we're not going to beat the dead horse. I do want to beat this dead horse just for a second. I Go for it. I know that when this album was pre-orderable, there was there – was, you get the poster, signed poster, right? Yep. But like especially when it comes to bonus tracks and stuff, I don't think it's fair – to like not include it in the pre-release yeah like people are going out of their way to pre-order stuff because they love you and that band and that yeah. act and this album and they especially want especially if of we're it. buying it from the artist page which exactly. is supposed to benefit the artist right. more like if we're going right. out of our way to do that well and, give and us then the you start to think you know having it on I, I the one thing i'll say in there playing devil's advocate is it could be a label thing where it's like hey it we've got to be. deal with yeah. best buy now so you have to have a bonus track or two for them you know like it could be something like Cross that it off the list but <laughs> We're playing American Consumer Bingo. You have to release as many albums as retailers we have on this list, and each one of them is going to get exclusive. And it's like I didn't read that part. That's this is like thirty retailers. Yeah, yeah. Cole's song. You want us to write a song for Cole's? What are you talking about? But um, oh come on, Cole's is the same as Macy's. We don't have to do two. But I think yeah, with pre-orders, especially with stuff like that, where it's like you know iTunes exclusives, I kind of get, but I do feel the same way. Where it's like, listen, if I'm buying it from you pre-order it's the same thing with video games right you know it's like yep. if i'm pre-ordering this to support you before this album even comes out yeah. you should be giving those i i think you should be giving those people the most value for that or rewarding or, them with at that. the very least offering up as an option to those people mm-hmm. 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 um yeah i like it i think it could have replaced a song or two i, I again it's hard to not take recency bias into account Agreed. um but it's a really good track really good track the yeah, last so one. let me go to the next one, which is Fall Back On. Fall Back On. You can never get the rest. All you needed was to have done what was best. Never wanted anyone and never wanted anything to fall back on, fall back on. I never wanted anything and never wanted anyone to I like fall it. back yeah, on. Yeah, I like it too. I, I think it's feels more like a b-side to me than, than the other one did. it's a good bonus track solid yeah. extra but it, it doesn't really make me wonder as much as coming and, down does yeah I, to, I i agree and i actually really like that chorus that they just did but i, I think the, the problem is that not in the beginning i think maybe the second or third time they do it they were they repeat it again and mm-hmm. the chorus is already a repetition and to repeat it again just seemed really um yeah it just seemed, seemed a lot so um I think that's where when I even when I was listening to it, I was like, "Oh, this is really pretty. I love this chorus." And then they got to the double repeat. I was like, "Okay, it's okay. a little repetitive yeah. here. Like maybe we should swap that a bit." No. But I noticed on the way over here, listening like my last run through, yeah, with counting down into fall back down. There's a lot like a lot of very similar sounding lyrics. So counting down oh. in their chorus goes, "Counting down is easy." Da da da. Like never want it counting down, and then they have they end it with fall back down. Oh, so, okay. Counting down, fall yep, back, fall down, back down, and then. 
fall back on the song yep. is never want anything to fall back down and then call back on. Interesting. Fall back so on, maybe call it was, back on. Yeah, yeah. Other, like I was huh. I did a double take and I was like, wait, that's really close. Yeah. <laughs> there's 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 a um contradiction in fake nudes that I want to talk about next next time when we do that. Okay. That it's sort of the similar thing where it's like, hold on a second, if this then this, what? Yeah. Um but that's a good point. And I wonder if that's one of those things where it's like, you know, you were exploring similar themes. With yeah. an album, and it just didn't. Oh, it is Gus. I thought I was touching your sock. It's touch, touching my dog down here. I was like, oh, I'm, yeah, I don't want to play footsie with Nick. Yeah. <laughs> with Gus chilling out. Um, but uh, no, I, I agree. I think it's fine. Yeah. I like it. Um, I, I this definitely feels like a B side, but I think it's still pretty. Um, yeah, so it just it served its purpose as is. So agreed. So All that's right. It. Any cool. overarching thoughts on the album that are differing? I, I think the one thing that I took away listening to it again is that I, I, you know. I, I think I like it more than Grinning Streak, which I think I said last time we did Grinning Streak. I think it was my favorite post-Steve. This might be my favorite post-Steve because I think this captures more so than any other album. And I don't think Fake Nudes is bad. I've grown It's grown on me. Yeah. Um, I think this just shows them having fun. You know, they, they if their mission statement is to write songs we love to, to write, to record, to play live, to, that's fun. And this feels it. like they accomplished it. Yeah. And even though it has arguably to me the lowest low point, you know, I... I passcode is bad but i don't think it is as, as objectively bad as like we've talked before with spider in my room and stuff yeah. that we don't which i know other fans love that we dislike so i think as a whole um i think it's the most fun album post steve and i think it's it's got the most variation in terms of the the songs that are on it mm-hmm. um but not in a way that is that is um uh that stands out negatively i think yeah. it all just plays well together so i i really like it i think it's a great album i agree i think yeah. there's a couple of bland yeah. By B&L standards. For sure. For sure. A lot of really great stuff. So do you want me to read your comment? Do you want to do the song guesses best and worst first? Or do you want me to read your comment from? No, we're, we're talking about the album. Why don't you go? All right. So this was your comment in okay. full from oh 2015. I guess. So six, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I think that overall, there are a bunch of songs on this album that are the best they have done in a while. Ooh. However, as a whole, I don't think it flowed as much as Grinning Streak. My favorites are Get Back Up, Here Before, and Toe to Toe. I agree with Tired of Fighting with You. I just can't really get into it. It was the same way with Daydreaming from Grinning Streak. I also don't really like the chorus from Globetrot. Everything else in that song, I really like. (laughs) Right? You're like word for word, man. Like, I mean, you you agreed with yourself from five years ago, which is pretty crazy. That is crazy. Pretty fun, right? Yeah. yeah, that must have been a reaction like right afterwards. Oh, it had to, yeah, because because I think this this guy left the review um, pretty quick after the album came out, like. uh, yeah, and he started by saying, I just want to start here first by saying Silverball is the best album BNL have put out since Steve left the band. Um, so, uh, anyway. Um, I appreciate it. I, sorry, I was reading something else. He said, um, Greetings, Streak, and All in the Time were great, but there were just some meh lyrics that, that they had in those albums that I never really grew to appreciate, like I hoped. Like, um, and um, how long? Let's give it up for anger. It makes us strong. He didn't like that. Um, okay, so I'm going to guess your favorite and worst, least favorite first. Okay. Tired of Fighting with You is your least favorite. Correct. Your favorite is a tough one. and I, I Also for me. It's either. Kind of locked in. <laughs> okay, you've got, okay. So I think it's either Piece of Cake or Duct Tape Heart because I think those were the two that you were big for. I think I'm going to go. And, and it could be one of the first two as well. Or shoot. Or it could have been Say What You Want. Okay. I'm going to narrow it down actually to either Say What You Want or Piece of Cake. But I'm going to go with Piece of Cake as my final answer. Everything you just said was right. 
So is it really, that, for, that was the final two and piece of cake. I just I cannot get over that opening. It's so I just good. Love yeah, it to it's death. so good. And I'm glad that we picked that as the as the theme for yeah. the album for the for the pod actually. Um, but yeah, I agree. It, it's so good. It's so 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 good. All right, so I'm going to take my point with passcode. Yep, that's uh, really easy. Yep, <laughs> yep. I think it's real. I it could be a lot of things. I feel like <laughs> I agree. That's I, I think I, you're right. Piece of cake is up there. Sure. Too. I think get back up. You really seem to like mm-hmm. here before that was the one, two punch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with get back up. You're so close. I, I think I'm going to go with here, here before. before. Yeah. Dang. I think they're th- both of those. And I think toe to toe and say what you want are all really, really close. Yeah. Um, I think, I, and I was thinking about this beforehand. I was like, if I pick toe to toe, that's just going to be me picking that because it's unique. <laughs> like, I, I think it's beautiful and it's great, yeah. but it's not the best on the album. Um, it was it was between get but back this is the best it's our favorite because no, yeah, i think if i, mean. I had yeah. to pick the best i would say say what you want oh like a, but yeah, my that's favorite fair. yeah 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 i think my favorites in order favorite are here before from from, well that's why hey, we're talking today like, <laughs> and i've realized that i think the past two or three albums I, I i've decided on the day what my favorite and least favorite is because yeah. um i just can't uh i it will change. Like if I pick one in a week before and then we record, I'm going to be disagreeing with myself, yeah. but no, right. I'm interested to see when we go probably on our like bonus. Oh, I can't episode. wait to see, man. Yeah. We'll I know. do our like top tens mm-hmm. and I'm interested. I've, I've kept track of all of the things we've said are favorites. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. interested to see if those make it in above other, like I'm not going to, I don't think yeah. we picked one week. So no, no. One week I, we'll and when we do that, I'm going. I'm not even going to go back yeah. and look. I'm just going to go through their discography and pick my favorites and make my list. I'm going to try I, and do that too. But I'm interested I'm gonna, to compare. Oh, me too. Afterwards. After afterwards, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's it, it's a really fun album, and it was it was fun to listen to again because I I appreciate it more than I did going into it, even Definitely. though Passcode is on the album. And I am expecting Fake Nudes to be the same. I I totally agree. I I think there is a Passcode esque song on Fake Nudes for me. I know that there is. Yep. Um, that aside, I think I may agree with you more next time. I think you will. I, I I do think of obje- well, I can't say what I don't know what you'll think. Yeah. I think the song that I'm thinking about, which I think is the one you're thinking about, I is so. is I hate to use the word objectively because it's music objectively worse than passcode because I I know what the positives of passcode are and I get why yeah. people and I've seen on Reddit and on comments people like passcode. Mm-hmm. So and I I understand that I, I just, know they I just do. vehemently disagree with fifty percent of the hosts of this podcast <laughs> like it, <laughs> and one hundred percent of the guests hate it. So it's a weird position to be in. Um, yeah, I think but, you're probably. But I think the one that, that we're one. thinking on fake nudes, um, that one just seems yeah. respectfully like a worse song. But I don't. But mm-hmm. we'll get to that. That's next time. We're talking yeah. about fake nudes. And then we're gonna have to figure out what we're gonna do from there. Obviously, we're gonna cover Steve stuff, or we're gonna do our best of slash um, bonus bits. Yeah. We don't know what order we're gonna do that in, but we'll do it for sure. We will do it. So, so then let's get something, something fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So what do you got? You go first because I have it down to three things in my head, and I don't know which one I want to go with. Okay. So I'm just going to not listen to you while I think about what I'm going to say. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, so I am going to recommend the album Women in Music Part 3 ah, by Ham. By Ham. Ham? Ham. Ham. I don't know. Is there an I? Yeah. I think it's just Ham. H-A-I-M. I know. It's a bit. <laughs> Jeanette, make no. me get my bit. I'm not picking. I prefer turkey. <laughs> Um, now he's trying to get it on the bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Heim. getting it on the back end. Heim. 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 No. 
again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but, yeah. So they yes. they've been around a bit. I've they've ve- been around the block. A I've times. really just discovered them like this last month. Yeah. I and I think weirdly, we both discovered discovered yeah. them around like the same week. Yeah. In completely different ways. Yeah, because so they they featured on the last Vampire Weekend mm-hmm. album on a couple a of lot. my favorite yeah. tracks there. Yeah. And then they featured also on my favorite track off the newest Taylor Swift album. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it, I think around... That's your favorite track off those albums? I think so. Off, off of both of them or just off of Evermore? Out of... I think off Evermore. Okay. I don't know about both. I haven't listened to it enough. Sure, but, sure. Uh, initial reaction. But I think you said something around that time of like, oh, I really like. Yeah. I saw them on something. We, we were watching I, CBS I really this it. morning, and they always have the Saturday morning like musical guests. It's always yeah. a, it's one of those things where all of my favorite bands have all done CBS this morning. It's just a weird thing that they've done. Um, but uh, but yeah, anyway, we saw but them yeah. perform, and we were both you like, said that this is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I, like after the T Swift, I was like, you know what? I've seen them feature. So I checked out the new mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. Every track, I just loved it. Yeah, like I got like through their Spotify top five. Yep, yep. And a couple, yep. funnily enough, the Calvin like, Brown one or Calvin Harris one. Uh, the Calvin Harris one was uh-huh. really good, but in their top five, the like most from their recent album were all the ones labeled bonus track, which I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I made it halfway through the album and like I just bought it right away. Yeah. And then coming over to record the holiday episode, I mm-hmm. plugged it on, and just love yeah it. i've listened to it so much the last month and it's a weird thing i don't think i've ever had an album where i've listened to it and felt like it, the whole thing was really familiar to me in sure. a lot of different yeah one song has a very vampire weekendy feel to me sure a couple songs i've gotten some like bleacher vibes yeah on some of the well, effects I, I, and all stuff. these bands play in the same circles yeah you know it's, it's the same with the cdb yeah. group where it's like you know whenever yeah. one of them's done something someone else is involved somehow right i feel like Ezra and Jack and the, the and Danielle and like mm-hmm. all of these people, like even Taylor to a degree. Um, and then you can take that into like the national, like yeah. they all play in the same circle. And so I, I totally know what you mean where you hear some bleachers or you hear yeah. some, some um, Ezra or vampire weekend stuff in there. Yeah. It's it's, it just has never hit me that way before where I'm like every track. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Dang, this, have I heard this before? Like, <laughs> no, definitely not. But, <laughs> yeah, I haven't listened yeah. to the full album yet, but the songs that I have, I've really, really enjoyed. Um, and I mean to, I, because I, I know that you, I think you gave it to me, right? Yeah. Get, yeah, that one, and then I got to get Evermore from you. I've listened to Evermore, I just haven't downloaded it yet. But. Yeah, Don't Wanna is probably my top track. Okay. Um, from the, from at the least, high At least lately, yes. Uh, I, I really, the one that I saw them play was Summer Girl. That's a good um, one. That's it's got it's. I know that they had a credit Lou Reed because of how much it sounds like Walk on the Wild Side, but I just love the vibe of it, man. It's really good. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, I check yeah, it out. There's it is. It is really funny. I, cause I like I said, I think we both like talked about them within the same week or two, and then it, they took off for you. And I haven't like they're yeah. on my to do list, but it was one of those. Oh yeah, you too. Oh cool. Like hi. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah I really I I like what I've heard so far. Um, I'm gonna go with the podcast Men and Blazers because. I think um, I've talked to my brother about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think, and you, frankly, about this mm-hmm. recently, where I feel like the um, COVID fatigue has really set in the past few weeks. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, it's because, and again, we got the twins. We're not getting out because of that. We're not getting out because of the, the, the um, COVID stuff. So, I mean, yeah. and so I think there have been a few things. And I also just went with the, when the twins, not to make it too heavy, when the twins were born, those first few weeks were so hard. I went through like a bout of depression that I hadn't faced in probably 
uh, either seven or eight years. And it, like, I was like, oh, I remember what this is like. This isn't fun. Um, and so there were a few things that like got me through those hardships. And Men in Blazers was one of those things where um, it's a soccer podcast. It's it's a weekly kind of a recap. Football, you know, it's a football will. podcast. Yes. Um, where they, yeah, you know, they recap the Premier League. They recap the Women's League. They just recap all the big games and transfers and, and talk about it. And it's one of those things that I feel like I'm part of that community. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, like the other week they had a holiday um, Zoom call and I was lucky enough to be one of the first 100 people. So I was like part of the call and like Raj and Dave were there and it was just and they they were late. Like Raj and Dave were late to the call, (laughs) but it was all of us fans on and it was mostly Americans all in our soccer jerseys all just talking about it and it just felt like these are like it felt like these are my people you know these like are my homies. there are oftentimes on like reddit or something where there's a funny soccer comment like buried deep that yep. you and i will sometimes send to each other and sometimes i show jeanette but sometimes um it's such there's so many layers to it that if you want to explain it to someone you got to explain yeah this and this and this okay, and well, this first you're gonna need to know a right and also b comes into play and yeah then c is what all, really ties it all, all together for one comment yeah. like, <laughs> And so I feel like the, the, the community of men and blazers are those people to me. Yeah. So like, you know, like there are some running bits in like Kyle Walker is one of the running bits. I was texting you about it oh and it was like, the, you know, like there's just a, they just have a running bit kind of making fun of Kyle Walker for being Kyle Walker. And, and again, I'm a United fan, right? So there's yeah. plenty of bits about us too. Um, but you know, there are just so many comments that they make that just, they just make me laugh and it makes, and it's kind of like I'm felt familiar yeah. When, I, when I listen to Men in Blazers, I just feel at home and I feel comfortable and I feel like there, you know, it's this, it's the same thing I've talked about the Anthropocene reviewed with John Green, how his voice is soothing Raj and Devo. And they, it might be very weird that Roger's voice is soothing to me, but like, it's comforting, you know, yeah. like I just feel like safe when I listen to no, them. That's and cool. so I think Men in Blazers are my, your fleet foxes. Yeah. I think that's totally fair. Because yes, I think, yes. It has all. I, I mean, I'm a huge every ingredient, fan, huge of you. soccer fan. Yep, yep. And it has everything that I like. You've recommended it so much. You talked about it, and I've checked it out a couple of times yeah. and never been like, "Oh, I don't like this." But you just but never go back to it. I just never yeah. like. It's never sunk in. And, well, like, and, really and took the problem, the, the hard thing for me with them was that they've been doing it for over, like I think, a decade now, ten or eleven yeah. years. And I, I really got into them. I'd say maybe three or four years, probably closer to four years ago. But I only started listening weekly, like about three years ago, yeah. and I'm all right. You know, they have like their their sign off is a bunch of like funny quotes from previous episodes, like mm-hmm. um, "Who wants to sex Matumbo?" and they go through all these things. War pigs, war pigs. And they say like these same things, and it's like they're all references to previous. Oh, and, and so I'm like, I feel like I'm missing out. But what I did was I just kept with it enough where like now I get some of those bits. Yeah. Um, like their whole thing about the, you know, like obviously, you know, Baldiola or Fraudiola and stuff like that with being the bald fraud, but they have a whole bit cause they're both bald British guys <laughs> that's, and they, that's come out of Reddit. <laughs> no, like, well, they're both, they're both bald British guys. And yeah. so they always talk about the power of the bald. Yeah. So like whenever, you know, that when Rooney got his hair transplant and there was someone else in two, they're like, you're taking your power away. Like, you know, like they just have these same bits. Um, but um, but yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's it's a soccer podcast. So I mean, if you're not into soccer, you're not you might not be into it. Um, but it's just it's funny. It it like I said, it just feels like that community where yeah. it's like they have a lot of inside jokes that make sense to all of us, and it would be hard to explain to someone else. But um, yeah, it's soccer. It's funny, and they're they're uh, Raj. Ha- this is the last thing I'll say. Raj has a tendency to get very emotional and sentimental, and like hard on your sleevey, and kind of like he's with the Ken, guy that did that. 
the podcast about the U.S. Yes, World Cup yeah, 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 okay. yep, yep. Yeah. And if yeah. and he does all the specials on NBC I can see Sports that. too. <laughs> yeah, he gets very, you know, he's very. There's a you know poems that he always recites and quotes and stuff. And like I, I'm the same sort of way where I can get very like vulnerable or very like yeah sensitive about you know about, about like being hard on your sleeve, and it just works really well for me. So I, I really I think Raj has been very comforting and stuff. But um, fun That's fact, awesome. Dave Davo is the producer of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. He brought that show to the U.S. Interesting. It's weird. Yeah, a little weird fact. That's cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, if you if you are interested in soccer, like that's not yep. not soccer. It's soccer. <laughs> like if you're interested in soccer, listen to Men and Blazers, um, or watch the show on it. They they do they have the actual show too with yeah with, with NBC. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. I no. like I like the things I like, man. I don't know. I do too, man. <laughs> um, a lot of the times, uh, I like the things that you like. <laughs> And sometimes we don't like the things each other like. Yeah. That's fine. So um, fake nudes next time. Fake nudes next time. If you have best. anything, email us. If you need money yeah. for surgery. Or, or if you want to give us money yeah. like, to yeah. the tune of $6 million, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> just do the same thing as the last time. But that's at uh, barenakedladiesrs at gmail.com. Hey, I didn't tell you this. I'm probably getting ankle surgery in February. What? So if you're, if you're someone who... Hey, Bob. If you're someone who wants to send me things to do during that time, or, you know, you pray or whatever, or just good vibes, I'll, I'll be bored is kind of what my point is. It's not going to kill me, but, like, I'll be bored. So I can take care of good have... vibes. <laughs> awesome. All right. <laughs> let's, let's wrap it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what is the email? I already said it. Oh. Uh, JD Waldy on Twitter, <laughs> on Instagram. I don't know if there's anywhere else, anywhere else to contact. My address is three two.